Bam, we're live. Sometimes I go early. Rarely do I go early, but this morning I went early. I got a uh, got into a good good fight on Instagram with someone. Hi, Alex. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm awesome. Good. This, I, I don't know if this happens to you, but oh, I have an ant on my phone. I um I got in a fight with someone today on Instagram and in, in the DMs, like a good Ooh. one, like we were going hard, and then we reconciled. Oh, really? Yeah. It was so nice. That's cool. Yeah. What was like, how did it get, I guess, resolved? Like, how did it? He called me um, condescending, arrogant. What did he say? I was just rereading it. I was like, it's such good feedback. Mm -hmm. What did he say? You're disrespectful and condescending. It's funny on your shows, but in real life, it's like no good. And you think you're better than other people. I don't think I'm better than other people, but I do. But part of my shtick is being. It's funny. It's funny. I, I I wonder if people who are condescending don't know they're condescending. Are you ever condescending? I don't think so. <laughs> um, you, uh, I'm Sevon, by the way. Hi. Hi. I, well, I met you kind of on. On the field. Yeah. When you were like in in Hulk status, you were superhero <laughs> status. That was a fun day. That Is that a different person than the person here I'm talking to now? No. No, same. Yeah. Maybe like a little more like emotional, but <laughs> the same person. Uh, um, there was a, um, I was watching your interview with Jared and he asked mm -hmm. you that question about the train, like smoshing oh, mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Fuck, that made me uncomfortable. And then, and then, um, uh, th there was a point in the podcast where he talks about how nice you are or in, in, and I think in another podcast, you, the, the, the person I, I was uh, listening to interview was talking about how nice you are and you're like, yeah, I'm a nice person. But at the end of the podcast, when you brought the question back around to him, what would you do with that train thing? I was like, yeah. That's the Alex Gazan. That's like kind of like, hey, fuck you. Was that like kind of like, fuck you for asking me that? Well, I don't know. I feel like people, when they ask questions like that, like, I, I, don't, I know Jared wasn't judging me, but like, obviously, like, they're going to have opinions about your answer. Yeah. And so I'm always curious, like, if someone's going to throw me a hardball, like, I want to throw it back and see what they do. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you any hard questions. <laughs> There was just so you guys know there, the the question was something like uh, if if you could save someone you love or save five people what would you do and then 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 the next question followed was if you could save someone you love or a hundred people yeah and I'm just like hey I just wanted to just scream at the TV that would never happen <laughs> shut the fuck up that would never happen God that made me so uncomfortable <laughs> I wonder if that means it's a good question I mean yeah I guess it's a good question like because it makes you think but like. It's an uncomfortable question because you don't want to answer it. Did you think about not answering it by just saying, no, I'm not answering that? No, um, I answered it. I said I'd kill those strangers and save Jake. Oh, yeah, I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd kill the strangers too. Well, like, it's hard. But I, but I don't think it's a fair question because it's not real at all, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, it's, it would never actually happen. Unless it did, and then... <laughs> I mean... He, there, there's times the, the only thing I can think of is like there's a cricket in the house. Right. And mm -hmm. I pick him up and I don't have any clothes on and it's raining outside. <laughs> I could just walk to the bathroom and flush him down the toilet or I could go over and open the door and throw him outside. 
How about that as a question? I like that. So yeah. I would go over to the door and throw them outside. I'd be like, just suck it up. Don't kill them. Fuck that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care about like walking outside naked. So I'd just throw them outside. It's cold and rainy too. Oh, I mean, yeah, I still don't really care. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I, I suspect that maybe I, I was trying, I see something in you that you might have, um, uh, you, you might have something special. Thank you. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people see Danielle Brandon and they think that what's special about her is, is that she's got this insane body and big butt and boobs and, and, and that's what they think they're seeing. I don't think that that's what they're really seeing. I think that they're seeing someone who kind of doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And they're confused. They're confused by her looks, but they're re- everyone's really attracted to her like like – Oops, my middle fingers went up. Like she didn't plan that, but they went up and I did it with a smile, you know? Yeah. And the hair and the the I'm not getting the vaccine in her story and I think mm-hmm. there's a um there's a I think people are attracted to the truth. And in your interview, I I think you've been set free by the truth. There's two things. There's things that you should be afraid of that you're not afraid of. In one of your interviews, you said, um, uh, I might just be really emotional because I'm on my period right now. I was like, wow, she's just, it's just coming (laughs) on. And then the other thing is definitely um, uh, significantly heavier. At 20 years old, you would think that you would be hiding your past. You would be trying to hide your parents because of your past, but you're not. You've accepted it. You've been set free. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel I've kind of always been an open book to the point where like sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But like, I don't know, like everything that you do is like a part of who you are. Like I maybe shouldn't have told the whole world I was on my period, but it was like it just comes out. I don't know. I think you should. Well, here's the thing, man. When you're free, you have so much energy, right? Mm hmm. Totally. Do you feel free? Yeah. I mean, like. I feel free in the sense of like when I'm around people and especially people that know me like in person, like they know me, like they don't know a version of me or like someone I'm pretending to be like, they know me and like, they can tell if I'm sad or like, um, like just the other day I had some stuff going on with my parents and like I walked into the gym and I like smiled and my, uh, one of my best friends, like Kaylin and Brett from the gym, like they looked at me and they're like, what's up? Like they're they like, that's knew. a fake ass smile. Like they just knew. <laughs> and like it's cool to have relationships like that and like be vulnerable with people because you just get so much closer to them. Uh Justin Kotler uh says, I'm on a plane. It sounds like that's about to be the the opening lyrics for a rap song. The Wi-Fi <laughs> sucks. Oh, he, he is lyrical. I like see he is lyrical. He is a yeah. musician. Just coming on to say how fucking cool it is that Alex is on with you. Someone makes me so fucking happy. Love y'all. Have fun. Uh-huh. Uh thanks, Justin. He's She's the a best. beast. Yeah. He's the best. I, I'm, I'm tripping on this, um, on this crew that he's put together. Um, uh, I, I did a, a little, uh, I, I did a little, um, shtick on it, making fun of you guys. Like you guys are the crew. Like when you guys go to the airport, you guys still have a pocket knife in your bag and there's <laughs> cigarettes in your bag oh that you guys God. used to smoke and that you're the ragtag crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe like not the- cigarettes and a knife, but I get stopped every single time. <laughs> At the airport? Yeah. I like yeah. try so hard. Like I separate my food. I separate my 
I don't know. Every time, every single time. Um, are you and Danielle close? Um, like we're not like we don't have beef, but I wouldn't say we're like close, close. Like we haven't. Wow, really that's had a great d- place to start. We don't have beef. <laughs> well, no, like we just haven't. Like I guess we haven't got to like create like a strong bond outside of the gym like we haven't really hung out a whole lot outside of the gym and like in the gym a lot of time it's business so like you're not always like buddy buddy but like yeah like we're we're good and like i really like she's funny and she's a really talented athlete and like i would love to get to know her like beyond the surface you know what i mean do you think maybe um, I'm gonna I'm gonna backstep everything I said? Do you think maybe that um, you've 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 tricked me and maybe you are guarded, and that um, maybe you just have me tricked that you are mm. open? And, I, and 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 there's more to that. That's a loaded question. I apologize, yeah. but I'm gonna tie no, it to Danielle. Okay. I'm gonna tie it to Danielle in a second because yeah. I never brought up Danielle's name when I interviewed Delugos. But there's a very specific reason why I bring up her name with you. Okay, I'm really curious to know what that reason is. Can I ask you before I answer? Or do yes. I need to answer first? No, no, okay. no. You, I, I'll tell you. Um, there's a component of your life that you guys have as children that you are. That I mean, she basically she came on the show. She was in. She's awesome. I love her. As mm-hmm. awkward as every show is with her, I look forward for running full heads first into the awkwardness of it all. Um, yeah. But she and I had another friend, Travis Bajan, a professional arm wrestler who told me the same thing. Her life at home was so fucked up. She knew that the only way out was sports and she wanted to get things through sports. So yeah. like like meals from other people. My friend Travis didn't even have a shower in his house. So he wanted to do good at sports so that the other parents would invite him to their house so he could take a shower. Yeah. And you guys both have this sort of um, sports was your your outlet. But mm-hmm. but she has like a. um her openness is that she's guarded. Yeah. Like, fuck you. I'm guarded. You know what I mean? Like she's open, but she's open about her guardedness. Yeah. Um, And, um, but, but, but your path seems to be the same. There was some shit going on at home that you're like, fuck this. Yeah. I guess the difference, like, cause I see what you're saying. Um, I wouldn't say that like I'm tricking you and my guardedness is fake because I think through your openness, that your openness. Yeah. Like I'm, my openness is genuine in the sense of like, yes, in sports, you sought that, like you sought security and like, there was a lot like, yeah, like going to dinner, whatever. But like, there were so many people in my sports communities that I relied on. So not just like the material things or like resources, but like, there's so many parents I could name like 10 from my old lacrosse teams that like, I could call them today in Las Vegas and be like, Hey, I need you. And they would fly down. Like, um, so I think being open and like creating those relationships, like, yeah, maybe there was times where my parents weren't around, but I had other parents through that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And like, I think like just, yeah, like with anyone you meet, like if they know the real you and like, I don't know. I'm yeah. I just, I feel like relationships with people are kind of what saved me. Like, yes, sports saved me, but it was because I had relationships with people in those sports. Um, Would you consider yourself kind of a master at at, at creating relationships out of necessity? Mm, No. I mean, I'm generally nice to everyone. So like, 
and I like enjoy conversation. So like, it's easy to like, I guess, talk to people, build like surface level relationships. Um, I wouldn't say I'm like a master at like, Oh, this person's going to be my best friend. Like not like there's only a few people, you know, like you really click with and like the relationship like grows. Yeah. I, I saw this documentary on this diver. Um, mm-hmm. he, he was like the, the world's greatest free diver, right? You know, like one of those guys who holds his breath for 20 minutes or something. And yeah. he said that basically you can't you, even having thoughts, um, consumes energy and energy consumes oxygen. So you can't even have thoughts. You have to really just slow everything down. And, uh, an, another way of, of, I think of managing that is to be, if you can't silence your mind is to be accepting of every thought as it comes in, Right. So yeah. it comes in and you let it go. It comes in and you let it go. It comes in and you let it go. And you're just letting it pass through. And I, and I just, I just see something about you of having already mastered that. Like there's something bigger in your life that, that transcends all the other noise around you. And because of that, you've, you're somehow um, just drawing so much energy from, from whatever the source is. I, I, think, I think of human beings as kind of antennas. We're all antennas walking around on the planet. Mm-hmm. And energy comes into us mm-hmm. and, and then it comes out of us. But, some, but if you get offended by something or you think you're something, it slows the energy down to create it around you. And yeah. That's the trick. But if you don't think you're anything and you don't get offended by anything, the energy passes through you and more and more passes through you. And the more and more passes through you, the brighter you burn and the greater you are. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I, I like that, that. That's the Sevan Matosian cosmology. I love it. And, um, I just feel like you're, you're, you're just burning bright. You're just letting just so much shit pass through you. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I'm open about this too. Like my faith is a huge part of that. Um, like I feel like having that, um, bigger perspective on life makes it a lot easier to let all that stuff go. She's not even old enough to drink yet. Sevon, the psychological interview coming out with the deep questions earlier. I don't know. I, I, I had a little, I had it. I tried, I tried to pace myself. I just get so excited. When it's I all start. good. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. You've been doing a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. How come? People ask and I'm like, yeah, sounds fun. Yeah. You're not getting tired of it? No. I mean, I like, I got to speak with uh, Bryce yesterday from Invictus and uh, like, it's cool to like get to know him and like, it was a really good conversation and I did one with Lindsay from faith RX a few days ago. And like most of the people that ask me are really fun to talk to. So like it doesn't get boring. Right. Have you done one yet there where it's just, Holy shit. No, no, no. you haven't been scarred yet. Okay, good. No. <laughs> um, your management team is elevated management. Mm-hmm. Do they say any, and, and, does, and, and Benji's your guy. Yeah. And does Benji ever say, Hey, slow down on the podcast or don't do this or don't say this or no, like, do they he, coach did, you? he did tell me he was like, just be prepared. And I was like, what for Savon's podcast? He's like, yeah, like he might ask you some stuff and like, just be prepared to like navigate if you don't want to answer a question. And I was like, Oh, that's be- good advice. I was like, I'll be fine. Uh, you will, you will, you will, of course, be fine. But that is the thing, too, that people – so some people will say – the thing that people get upset at me the most is like, hey, why did you ask that? You know, like, uh, why did you ask someone that? That's only an 18-year-old girl. It's like, hey, man, the best advice you could give to someone who's about to do an interview is like, hey, you're always open to say, I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. 
You're totally open to say that. Yeah, it's 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 good. Well, that's good advice. I like Benji. I, yeah. I for some reason I have an adverse uh, reaction to management and managers. Um, just the the word, like I picture them as kind of like. Yeah, I, I, I better not say it. But I like him already. He did yeah, good. I don't really like when I like my first adjective would be like he's my friend and then Ooh, like manager. Like I met him at West Coast last year and he was with James Sprague. Um, and like, he was just like a really good dude to like be around. He was super helpful. Um, I didn't have a coach at that time. Um, my friend Alex was like my coach in the back, like she was helping me and she had to leave early and Benji just like took right on over. Like I finished an event. He's like, here's your shake. Like your stuff's over there. (laughs) Like just like boom, boom, boom. And so we developed a friendship and then started working together like later in the season. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, uh, you want a manager, I guess, who actually is a manager and doesn't want to play manager. It's like that in the movie business too. The executive producer of a movie has no problem bringing water to everyone. He's the boss. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He'll do anything. He'll fucking fold your underwear. He's the boss. Yeah. But, but his job as the boss is to make sure that the whole project moves forward. And it sounds like this guy, as opposed to wanting to play the executive producer. It's like being an athlete. You can't play being an athlete. Yeah, yeah. For sure. But I think that that role as agent probably has been so romanticized. Yeah. I mean, like it's probably, yeah, I would say it's romanticized. Cause like the idea of like, Oh, I'm just going to connect her in this business and like, they're going to get a deal and it's going to be awesome. It's like, no, it's more like, Hey, I'm going to message this guy. See if I can get, make a contact. Okay. I made a contact. Okay. Like they can't talk for like two weeks. Like there's a lot of more like minute details. I feel like that goes into it. And you'd never have time to do that. Oh, I mean, yes and no. Like, like I said, I'm totally open to like reaching out to people, but I think having someone that's like more, a, he's like more knowledgeable as far as like contracts and like what I, what's realistic. Like, what could I expect? Like, I feel like I would probably go into something and get lowballed and I wouldn't know it. And I'd be like, okay. Um, And like, he's good at, making sure like things are good for sure. Me too. And I don't want to do anything more to sponsors than say hi to them. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk about any of that shit. Yeah. I got shit to do like you, you have handstand pushups to do. Yes, sir. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Oregon. Um, Port. Well, I lived in hood river, but like close to Portland. And, uh, and how did you end up in Vegas? Um, I got married and, Jake, man, your husband's proud of you. Sorry, man, your husband's proud of you. Yeah, it's so cute. It's so good. Um, yeah, we got married and he works for his dad. Um, they do like fire prevention and stuff. And so kind of wherever his dad goes, like he had to go and, uh, his dad and family moved to, um, Las Vegas kind of like spur of the moment, like, Hey, we're, we think we'll really like it here. And so he moved and um, this was before we got married. We were just doing long distance. Um, and then we got engaged still long distance and then COVID happened. We were going to get married in December. Um, but then COVID happened and we're like, yeah, let's just like do it. So we got married in our friend's living room. Um, oh, awesome. and we did long distance again for a while. Uh, but then it like with COVID, like my job was kind of like up in the air. Training was up in the air at the gym at the time. And it was like, well, if I don't have the gym and I don't have a job, like I might as well move. So then I moved to Vegas. 
Wow. Um, so he, is he a free sp- a bit of a free spirit himself? Like in what way? Just like he, I mean, it's just so like you just got married and like you were having long distance relationship. And even after you got married, you weren't living together. And it was just like, just easy peasy. Yeah. I feel like we're, I mean, Jake is really, um, he's really mature in a different way. I would say like, he just knows what he wants and he wants it. Like we were dating and he started talking about marriage like so fast. And I was like, whoa, like no (laughs) like you're scaring me like stop talking about it or like I'm gonna break up with you kind of thing and he didn't stop talking about it and I didn't break up with (laughs) um so like yeah like he was long distance sucks but like he was like yeah it's fine like we have to do this right now because like you're doing this I'm doing this and like it'll work out later he's very like um not one track minded but like that's the best way to put it like his brain's just very like this that that um do you read any books or listen to any books um sometimes uh, uh, do you do mindset books or anything like that no nah, not really i probably wow. should but no <laughs> um does justin talk to you guys about that stuff about mindset yeah yeah like before granite like he spoke to maddie and i for like 30 minutes just like um talking who's about Matt, who's maddie matt delugos oh, oh okay, okay sorry no, that's good, that's good. <laughs> um And like, yeah, he spoke to us for like 30 minutes, just like talking about like visualizing the events. Like for me, a huge thing is like believing like, Hey, like you do belong there. Um, stuff like that. So he definitely like talks about it for sure. You're 20 years old and you qualified for the CrossFit games. Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, was that the plan for it to happen this year? Well, not my plan. Um, I started when I was, 16 like almost 17 um i found out there was a teen division and i was like oh cool like i want to try to do that um granted like i didn't understand at the time how much like went into being like a games athlete and like the hundreds of things you have to be good at in crossfit um so i like barely missed it and then uh my coaches like at that gym and friends were like don't worry like think bigger like think individual like just keep having fun and like doing your thing and eventually like you'll make it. And so I've kind of just had this, like, that was 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've kind of just had this, like not philosophy, but just like approach of like, do the work, enjoy it. And like, when it happens, it's going to happen. And um, I remember talking to Justin uh, at the beginning of the season. And that's what I told him. I was like, Hey, like, I want to make it to the games. Like, I don't care when, but I want to. Um, and then we had a little goal meeting, probably around the open, like Carrie came in and like asked us to all like verbally state our goals for the season. And like, we all went around and I remember like sitting there, like being like, I hate unrealistic goals. Like, I just think it's like, I don't want to say a recipe for disaster, but like, if you set a goal to deadlift, 500 pounds and you don't deadlift every week like you're just setting yourself up to be like disappointed and I don't like that um so I was like I remember being so nervous like oh what am I gonna say like is like top 10 and semis a good goal like should I be aiming higher like what's my goal and I think I remember just starting to be like yeah I just want to do better than last year and like top 10 and semis would be cool and like Carrie was like games like say the games <laughs> um and, like, at that time, I still, like, I just didn't believe it. Like, I 
last year I barely made it to semis and like granted a lot can happen in a year, but I just didn't think anything. And then quarterfinals happened and I got 12, but I was like, Oh, there was lifting. Like that was a fluke. Like, yeah, I, I did well, but I don't know. And then, then it happened. Can you imagine, um, uh, Elon Musk said he was going to build a rocket ship and go to space. Can you imagine the people around him must've been like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, you're, you're never going to do that. Yeah. Someone has to think that they're going to be the best. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm working on is like not caring so much about what other people think. Cause I do like, that's probably one of my faults. Like me too. I, I care what people think too. Yeah. And it's like bad. Like someone could be mad at me and I'll think about it for like all day until it's fixed. Like all day. Oh, maybe we're talking about something different. I care what they think about me, but I don't know if I. I'm, I, I care what they think about me, but I don't care about it like. Um, Enough to act on it. No, I care about it a lot. I'm trying to think. There's, a, there's, it's, it's, it's like weird. It's like you know that line that um, Jay Z says. I'm the the businessman one. What's it, what is it? I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. there's two, the, that play on words. I care what people think about me, but I don't care what they think about me. I like I like I'm, I'm curious I'm, like like that was really that was really fascinating to me that that guy said that shit to me in my dms today like I yeah. cared I was like wow I really care I, like I was really enjoying like this wow this guy's telling me what he thinks about yeah me. and I yeah. know he's a bit frustrated because we're in dms and, and 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 he's and so he's he's borderline attacking me and and telling me what he thinks but but I but I'm not but I don't care like is in the sense like it doesn't hurt me yeah yeah I, I don't know what it is I like I struggle with sorry I'm just letting my dog out real quick um, yeah, I struggle with like, if I think someone doesn't like me or I think that like something's wrong, like I definitely want it fixed. Like, I'm not good at just being like, oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, as long as I know the person, like a stranger, I don't care. Like if, it, if someone that I didn't know commented on a post or like DM me, I'd be like, oh, like that doesn't matter. But if it's someone I know personally, then I really care. I think that's super normal for 20. Yeah. Super normal for 20. Duper duper normal. Have you thought what could you do to make your um uh your your training better? Do you think you could isolate yourself more, or do you like the big group? Um. Oh, I I got asked this question yesterday in a different way, like the pros and cons of training alone versus together. Um. I think like the biggest con, or like sometimes the hardest part of training in a big group, it, for me especially, like as an athlete, is I get afraid to like take risks because you don't want to like instead of losing by mm. like a few seconds you would lose by a few minutes if you like go out too hot and like blow up. Um, so like for myself, that's probably the hardest part is remembering sometimes you have to train and not compete um, like with Metcons. Um, but with that said, like I love like training next to people and like, Hey, if we're doing clean and jerks in the EMOM, like let's stagger so we can watch each other and like, um, cause obviously Justin's there, but it's also nice to have extra eyes and like, there's something to be said about if you're on rep three of five of a squat and someone's like, Hey, like, let's go. You have that extra like accountability to like make it happen. Um, you know, that rope climb workout, mm -hmm. the, the, the run rope climb, 
Is there any benefit to being in your gym and doing that and just doing three rounds absolutely as fast as you can, rest three minutes, um, do it three times? The same way you might do Cindy instead of doing Cindy 20 rounds, do five rounds as fucking hard as you can, rest three minutes and do it again. And, and sort of what you do then is you trick yourself around that. You, you, you're fucking with your ego a little bit, right? Because you can leave your ego. You know that there's nothing that's going to stop you in that, those three rope climbs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and so, and so you kind of like set your ego free of having to worry about failing it in, in round 10. Yeah. I mean, I think not necessarily that workout for me. Like I wasn't worried about failing, but like other things, yes. Like the, for me, a lot of it's like, hey – could you have done those toes to bar and broken? Like things like that. Like, could you have uh, gone faster on the burpees or were you like purposefully going slow? Like stuff like that is where like I have to like trick myself. Are you getting smarter? Yes. Like, and are no. you like, wow, I know. <laughs> are you like, wow, I never even thought of doing that. Oh yeah. Like in the gym, like I'm getting smarter, like just learning from everybody and learning from Justin in real life. I'm definitely getting dumber. <laughs> you're, you're, you're born, you're born in Oregon, uh, outside of, outside of Portland and you're born in, uh, in, in the two thousands, mm-hmm, 2001. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and are your parents married when you're born? Mm-hmm. They were. And, uh, are, and, and you're the, you were the first, their first child. I'm their only child. Only child. Oh, but you have a five-year-old brother. I do. And, and is that your mom? That's your mom's baby. Mm-hmm. Different yep. dad. Yeah. She, um, actually kind of crazy story. Like she's had multiple relationships since, um, Me her too. My, Me too. <laughs> since her and my dad got divorced. They got divorced when I was like five. So I was very young. Um, but like she was remarried, like she like had a few other boyfriends and um, she had some health issues that led to her like the doctor pretty much was like, yeah, don't worry about ever getting pregnant. Like when she had me, well, she had a liver transplant to give you context. Um, From drinking? No, no. Oh, she, oh, oh. she was diagnosed at like 13 uh, with, I don't remember what it's called, like hepatitis something. Um, at the one where your immune system attacks the liver. Okay. Uh, so, so, sorry to interrupt you. Sevon has underwear. That's true. That uh, older than Alex. That is, <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So sorry. Very uh, don't Matt. Don't interrupt again. This is an important story. So your mom had a liver transplant. Yeah. So she like I guess was like kind of just dealing with it for a long time. Like she was on the transplant list. Like when I was born, she still had a bad liver. Um, and. The doctor, like, she had to try really hard to get pregnant with me. Like, fertility pills, like, the whole nine yards. Um, But afterwards, he was like, yeah, like, that was a miracle. Like, it's probably never going to happen again. Just don't worry about it. And so she goes on, like, has her liver. Sorry to interrupt. What does that mean? When when a doctor tells a woman that, do you know what that means? Does that mean she's not dropping eggs? Or does that mean the egg won't attach to the the wall? Or does that mean that – what does that mean that you can't get pregnant? I think it could mean multiple things like for different reasons. I don't know for sure what her reason was. Um, but yeah, like for some people, like maybe they're not ovulating, so they're not having an egg or like you said, like maybe their uterus is just a really hostile environment. So like, even if an egg is fertilized, it's not going to like, like it's weird that doctors say that, right? If if you don't have a, um, um, uh, what's that operation called when they take out a woman's uterus? If you don't, um, 
hysterectomy. Yeah, something like that. If you don't have a uterus and the doctor says you can't get pregnant, you're like, okay. But if you got all the fucking parts, it's just weird how they say shit like that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But like for honestly though, like for all of her relationships, like like I said, she was remarried, she had boyfriends, like and I know they were like doing stuff and she never got pregnant. First like first time with this guy, she gets pregnant with my brother. So wow. um it was definitely like not not an accident in the sense of like I feel like it was meant to happen, but definitely an accident in like the sense of it wasn't planned. Right. Right. Yeah. So so you're born, you're you're, you're you live this childhood, your your parents are together, and when they get a divorce at five, um, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Um I don't remember a lot of it actually. My mom has kind of told me like some things. Apparently I was like really depressed and would write like really deep, terrible, like notes and stuff. I was like, wow, like that's intense. Um, I don't remember any of that. Uh, I just remember like, not like just crying, like, Oh, like I want you guys to be together. And like, I didn't understand. Um, normal. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean them getting divorced, I feel like, like wasn't the end of the world. It just like when everything else like started to happen is what made it hard. Like, um, my dad got remarried to a woman who wasn't the best and like that was hard and he was drinking all the time at that point and my what was mom, he drinking what was he drinking alcohol uh, just like beer like he would just beer. pound beer yeah um but and like, still I, go to the gym and he was still a gym rat. uh i don't remember so i think for those few years when i was like five not so much like he just like they would literally just watch TV and drink. And I didn't spend much time with my dad during that time, like at all. And I think that was really What's that mean? Once a month or? Um, like every other weekend. And like okay. Okay. when I was there, it was like we'd watch TV. And I think that was like, even now, I think I still resent that time because when I was young, like when my parents, I do remember this, like when my parents were together, me and my dad were like attached at the hip. Like mm. we would hunt together. I would go to work with him. He used to like drive trucks for the family orchard. And like, I was with him 24 seven, like motorcycle rides, archery. Like we were best That's a friends. good ass life. That's a good ass oh, life. Oh, it was so good. And like, I think that's why it was so hard. It was just like, I went from having him as a best friend to like, I just felt like he didn't, oh God, I'm like going to cry. Um, like just that he didn't care anymore. And I know that's not true, but like that's obviously like how it felt in the moment. And so Did she have kids? Did she have kids? Yeah, she had two kids. And, and were they older or younger? They were older. Uh one was like old to the point where I think he was already in college. Um, and then the other one was like middle school, high school age. So I was really young comparatively. So you didn't have to compete with them? No, um, not at all. Uh, and they were both boys too. Like, yeah. But it was where's, just like, Jake, where's Jake right now? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if he was in Oregon yet. I he's think not. He, he, is he not in your house right now? Oh, oh, right now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought. You, uh, no, he's in California. Oh, I liked your thinking though. Okay, so he's not gonna like come on like behind the camera and be like, "Hey, asshole, stop talking to my my wife." No. Stay in shame. Okay. I'm no, he coming here did. and beat my ass or something. He was totally teasing me last night, though. He's like, I'm going to comment stuff that's going to make you embarrassed. I was like, please don't. Like, please don't. So if he's listening. He, he would never do that. 
Oh, babe, I love you. Oh, oh, okay. No, he was he was serious. <laughs> he was like, he's like, I'm gonna comment this and this and this. I was like, no, you're not. Don't do it. <laughs> um, anyway. So your parents get so you're close with your dad and you have memories of that being mm-hmm. a three and four year old girl and in 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 your dad just is fucking just loving you just yeah. just loves the relationship and then and then um do you know why your parents got a divorce were they both drinking um their their relationship like probably wasn't the best from the beginning they met when my mom was yeah pregnant. those are hard relationships are hard how old oh, sorry how old were how old was your mom when she had you she was. I want to say 21. I could be wrong. Crazy. So your age. Yeah. Um, but her and, and my dad met when she was 13. Wow. So, and, and how old's your dad? Is he the same age as her? He's like three years older. So they wow. were like, okay. okay. they dated from a young age and like, but the stories like that I've heard, it just wasn't healthy. Like my dad was drinking since he was like a teenager. My mom. Oh my gosh. You would laugh if you like have seen my mom. She's like this little, like cute little like she's small comparatively to me like she's always been like skinny small but like you hear these stories of her in high school and i'm like oh my gosh like she was the ba- she was the bad chick in high school like my mom and dad would like cheat on each other and she would like normal 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 yeah but she normal. would she was like the type of girl to like pour like cans of tuna down a girl's car like she was like that normal. person yeah normal normal yeah. Uh, this girl, this girl who was in charge of our yearbooks at my high school, my senior year, she mm-hmm. was in charge of, she, had, she had printed in every yearbook. Sevon has a huge nose. <laughs> oh, wait, that's kind of mean. A, a little bit. A little, I mean, not a little bit mean when you're, when you're 18, but, um, but I did something to her that was like pouring a can of tuna. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I did something. <laughs> I, did, I did something to her, uh, her graduation present. Yeah. Then hindsight, I wish I wouldn't have done. Okay. So, 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 so your mom and dad had a, um, they were together. They liked each other, but they were dating other people. And so there was they some just, jealousy and it could be missing. And there was some jealousy. They just had a bad toxic relationship. Let's just put it that yeah, way. Like yeah. they just, I think there was just so much damage by the time they were married and had me. And like that. That's maybe- the real problem with cheating, by the way. It's not the cheating. It's the fucking trust it damages mm-hmm. um, that can that is so hard to heal. That doesn't heal. Anything yeah. that goes in the subconscious never gets out. Listen to that, people. I yeah, just that, told you something. That Anything that like, goes in the subconscious never comes out. Yeah. So you should never smoke cigarettes. You'll be fucked by nicotine your whole life. And you should never wear masks because you're telling everyone around you that something's wrong to their subconscious. Sorry. So I got on my no, horse. That's second. okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Uh, okay, so so they 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 were young and there was some they they had trust issues and they were damaged. Mm-hmm. We're gonna say they were they yeah. were hurt. They were both hurt. Their feelings were yeah. Hurt. So they like they got divorced and that was probably for the best. Um, Sometimes though, when you have a child, I mean, you can kind of well, I'm not. Some people have children to try to, to fix that. I mean, that yeah, doesn't work. But. No, they didn't have me to try to fix it. I think like like yeah, there's moments where they were happy and then there was like yeah, I like I said, I don't really remember very much of like then um so i don't know <laughs> did you ever drink no never i've ha- like i've had alcohol like i think in high school i like had a mike's hard lemonade and i was like yeah no like i think 
there was like a little period of time where I was like open-minded to like the whole party scene. <laughs> I've and, never heard it worded like that. I and guess then, I was open-minded. Man, you're square. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm boring. Like I'm, I'm not going to go out with you and like hang out. Like I'm, it's just like, I have so much PTSD, like the smell of alcohol, like makes me angry. Like I don't get angry very much, uh. but like, like the smell of it, like when people are like, ask me and I tell them no. And they're like, but why? Like, just have one. Like you might as well just like stab a knife, like in my heart. Yeah. Um, and like, Be- because you saw it fuck your family up. Oh, so like the thing, like, I wish I could forget some of the things like I've seen. Um, but yeah, that's why. So you, so it was so bad that you would be at home and, and your parents would be passed out drunk and you'd be a little kid at home alone. Um, not, well, not when I was so little that like, like when I was young to the point of like not understanding, I didn't like, I just thought my dad was tired. Like him, cause his wife uh, was there, you know, like right. I just thought he slept, you know, like I don't know. Um, and then like my mom was actually like, she was a really good, like superhero single mom for a long time. Um, she like ended up getting a good job at the hospital and like she was doing her best. Uh, it wasn't until she got married when I was in like middle school and, uh, the husband that she got married to, like he was an alcoholic and like just the crowd that like the friend group that ended up being around a lot, um, probably wasn't the best influence. And my mom started pill popping and that's kind of how her path started. Um, so with my mom, I didn't really like notice or like know anything till middle school. Um, and I've seen like, sorry for people listening. This is like really deep. Like I've seen. My They're mom, so excited. They're so yeah. excited. They're like, people are like, oh my God, thank God. It's not only me. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, I've seen like, I've thought my mom was dead before. Like I, my, I was with my high school boyfriend in the car and she, this was after my brother was born. Um, we got a call from the hospital cause my brother had some like breathing issues when he was born, like some asthma and stuff. And, um, so as a young, like infant toddler, he had to spend a few days in the hospital. And, a vast, uh, a, a huge chunk of kids who, um, get inoculated by all the scary diseases out there end up with, um, yeah. asthma. Oh, no. it's kind of weird. I'm 100% like, yeah, you don't kind of weird. You don't have to tiptoe around any of that. I'm like on your page 100%. Um, so like, I remember getting a call and I was like with him at the time and uh, I don't remember who it was, but they're like, Hey, like you need to come pick your mom up from the hospital. Like she's uh, getting kicked out. Like she was like, because she was drunk at the hospital. And I was like, Oh, how my old God. are you when this happens? Uh, at this time I was like 16, 15 or 16. Okay. So you're growing up fast now. You're getting calls that you have to come pick your mom up. Yeah. That's okay. That's um, some heavy shit. And I remember like, we picked her up and she was like, obviously like drunk, like slurring her words or whatever. And we were on our way home. And I remember like, she, I was like yelling, crying at her or whatever. And like, all of a sudden she was just like silent. And I was like, Oh, like wake up. Like I want to yell at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm upset. And are I you, when you yelling at her, are you lecturing her? Like you're my fucking mom. Like, how can you be doing this? Like that kind of stuff. Like, like, um, I think like, I've are you had, being the adult m- m- more like, uh, I feel like I've had moments of both. I mean, like 
I've learned now it's pointless. Like when people are drunk, they don't understand anything. So now, like if I was in that situation, it'd just be like more like, okay, like let's go home. Like I'll talk to her when she's sober or whatever. Um, but it took me a long time to learn that. And uh, I just remember like trying to wake her up. Like I was like, wake up. And she would not like she, nothing I did woke her up. I like slapped her really, really hard across the face, like screamed. And I thought like, I thought she was dead. Like I, like if someone would have asked me if she was alive, I would have been like, no. Like, she, and she your boyfriend's dead. driving the car while this is all going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, I don't know. That's a long answer to say like the stuff that I've seen, like it just alcohol, like I have no interest in it. I can have a great time sober. Don't worry. Um, do you ever, um, would you ever be around her and she'd be sober and you would just see the whole thing just unfold right before your eyes? Like you're around her sober and then she starts drinking and you just see the fucking disaster arise. Um, no, I feel like, um, my parents, my parents tried really hard to like, once obviously it was obvious that they had problems. It was more like, then it was a lot more like they'd try to sneak it. Um, wow. So, so like, I'm not drunk or like, like I'd talk to my dad on the phone and he'd be like, um, like I, and I'd know, like you have those gut feelings, right. Or like, you yeah. just know. Yeah. Um, and then like, but then you ask and then it's like very defensive. Like, why would you ask that? Like, then you feel bad. You're like, Oh, was I like, was I right? Like, are they so? Yeah. Um, but yeah. How, how do you know you didn't marry one of your parents? Mm, Jake, Jake's like, if you think I'm square, he's, he's, he's real square. <laughs> he's super square. Yeah. Like he's a square and a rectangle. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I don't think he's ever had a sip of alcohol. Um, he like, he had, his mom was, um, a drug addict. He's not like close with her. Um, or like, doesn't really talk to her anymore, but like he, I think after that and like, just his childhood, he had like a pretty difficult childhood as well. Um, I think he just like has no interest in it and any of that stuff. It's crazy, man. The drug problem is real. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like interesting, right? Cause like our society paints it as such a fun, like, Oh, like, let's just go like go to a bar and hang out or like, Hey, like, let's just get high and like eat these crackers. And like, sure, it sounds harmless. And like, maybe it is the first time. Um, but I think the problem is like when you can't either face your problem sober or you can't like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to judge someone that's like going to have a drink to like loosen up, whatever, like do what you got to do. Um, but also like maybe teach yourself, like, why can't you have fun sober? Like what's holding you back from being silly without the alcohol or like what's holding you if you're going to like take your shirt off and run around naked drunk, like what, like what changed, you know? Right. That is the best part about being drunk, getting naked. Um, <laughs> and, and you're right. You don't have to be drunk to do that. You can, you can, you can, uh, maybe the first time you, you do it drunk and then you're like, Oh shit, I want to get here without it. It's, it's a, it's fan. It's, it's a, a fascinating to me that, um, and this is the, the old story that I'm sure you've heard a million times too, but we're in a society where being healthy is extreme. It's not even healthy. I wouldn't even call it healthy. Just being in your normal state, like just eat some meat, run, run around, 
and sit in the sun and be nice to people is like it's somehow somehow that's extreme. Yeah. And the normal people are the ones who are. I I, I was flying back. I, I was making this movie in Kenya. And I was flying, and I and I was flying back, and um, I heard some story uh, I was listening to, probably on NPR or something. I used to listen to that, like a religion. And they said they said that um, they talked about how much uh, sleeping pills people take in the United States and the cost of them, and I can't remember, but it was this huge number. So yeah. I quickly looked up the GDP of all the countries in Africa, and the United States spent more money on sleeping pills than the GDP of any of the fucking African countries. And I'm like, Oh, this is probably 30 years ago. And I'm like, or 20 years ago. And I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. We, we are in. No, it's wild. Like we're uh, headed I'm, down a slippery slope. I'm like a nutrition coach on the side. And, um, it's just crazy. Like the things that like in the CrossFit space, right? Like, healthy is very normal. Like most people have their diets like decent and like, especially as a competitive athlete, like everyone I'm around all day, like knows what they're eating and they know how to eat healthy and they know how to like, they're not doing things that are jeopardizing their health. Um, so you're around that all the time. And then you forget that like 90% of the population thinks that, um, like, a. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a meal example that I saw from a client that I'm like, yeah, like that's healthy, but it's not healthy. Um, well, yeah, just even, yeah. just even this, the difference between eating a hamburger at McDonald's and now adding a fries and a milkshake to it, you've just created like just a yeah. hamburger. You might be able to get away with, but you add the fries and the milkshake and now you got a dumpster fire going. Yeah. Or like beyond like the calories of it, like the oil mix. Like, yeah. That's yeah, what like, I mean. The mix of the oils, the, the, the those oil. certain fats and carbohydrates mixed yeah. together is like not, not so I, good. We were just talking about that yesterday. Cause like he was having like a bit of a stomach bug and I was like, are you sick? Or do you think you ate something? And like, we were just talking about how like certain foods like going out, like you could be fine, but there's that like specific oil and like at restaurants that you, they use. And you're just like, man, like I canola like, oil. Yeah, it yeah. feels like shit once you get rid out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. The best burrito place in town that I used to always go to and love, I stopped eating canola oil and I started asking them to use butter when they made my burrito. And then one time I had one with canola oil, I wanted to throw up. I couldn't yeah. even believe I ever liked that taste. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Oh, so, so so at, at five your parents at five your parents get divorced. Um and so as that starts happening at home. Do you see sports as a vehicle to take space from that? How, how, yeah. how do you get into, into sports? I mean, elementary school, right? Like you just like do the sports. Like I played lacrosse from the time I was in like second or third grade um, all the way through high school. Um, I really enjoyed like dance. So like for me, that was just fun. Like I was like hanging out with my friends. Like, How do you get into lacrosse in the second grade? I didn't even know what lacrosse was until I went to college. I'd never even heard of it. Um, I don't know the town that I grew up in, like lacrosse was like the big sport. Like that was like, people wanted to like be really good. I don't know. It was just like the sport, I guess. And your mom still had to sign you up though, right? Oh yeah. My, like, like I said, my mom was like superhero mom, like for a long time. Um, so all through elementary school, like she was great. Um, middle school, I like, so I'm trying to like, I guess, figure out where all the things kind of happened. Elementary school, I was, like, with my mom, saw my dad semi-regularly. Um, and then 
middle school happened and all that stuff happened with my mom. Um, middle school is probably the hardest for me, honestly, because all that happened with my mom. Uh, and it's not just that they were drinking, like they were getting like DUIs, like driving oh, under the fuck. influence. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's where it really gets messy. Cause like, then they can't take me to sports. They can't take me to hey, school. Were you ever in the car when they, <clears throat> when they got arrested? Yeah. Oh shit. How old were you? Um, I was probably like 11 maybe. And you just complete, and you see your mom get arrested handcuffed. Uh, um, no, I, I was with my dad. Um, I've, I've seen my mom plastered on the front of a newspaper um, for a DUI with her like in handcuffs. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was with my dad though. And that was like, that was so traumatizing. Cause like, like I said, with my dad, like he drank so much that like, I almost didn't even know half the time. Like I just knew like the version of him that I knew was drunk and like, he wasn't a belligerent drunk. Like he didn't like, he was fun to be around. He was funny. Like he would just like giggle and like, I don't know, like nothing was bad when he was drinking, I guess. So like, you just kind of like overlooked it or like, I didn't know any better, you know? Right. Right. So we were at a archery competition, um, a little bit out of town and we left and like, we were both tired. Like we had been there for a couple of days and it was really fun. Like it was a great time. Um, and just listen to this. You're in an archery competition with your dad. Like that's like you're that's heaven. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like right? that that was something I held on to so closely because when I was younger and they were my parents were married, like that was something that he taught me. And um I felt like even though he was drinking and I didn't see him very much, like on the days that I was there, like it was like, Oh, let's go shoot our bows. Like I tried so hard to hold on to that version of us yeah. when I was younger. So yeah, like Consciously, you held on to it. You knew. Uh, uh, sorry. Consciously, you knew you were holding on to it. Yeah. Oh, I no, no. Okay. Definitely, like looking back. Hindsight. Okay. Um. But yeah, we were on our way home, and like he he was tired, but like I probably I wouldn't have like been in the car and been like, whoa, like you need to pull over. Like I just was like, yeah, whatever. Um. And he's the dad. Yeah, he's like I wasn't thinking he about must, it. Yeah, he must know better. Yeah. So we got pulled over, and just the two of you. Yeah, and like the most tra traumatizing part of the whole thing was more the cop himself. Um, I have nothing against cops. I think ninety percent of them are great. Um, this one was just like really insensitive, and and anyway, he pulled us over. Uh, he asked my dad to step out of the car, and so I was just sitting there and like a little bit of time went by and I remember like looking through the back window and I just see this cop like body slam my dad to the ground. Oh like, fuck. And I was like, so I started freaking out like full on, yes. like crying. Like <laughs> I don't even know, like <laughs> just going ballistic. And at that point, another cop came or whatever. And I just remember him coming to the window and like, he was trying to talk to me and I was just crying and I was like, dad, like daddy, like freaking out. And this cop was just like, Hey, like you need to calm down or we're going to call like child protective services. So then of course, like I freaked out even more. <laughs> um, and a cop waited with me. Like they took my dad and a cop waited with me until my stepmom at the time came to pick me up. 
Did your dad say anything to you? He couldn't. Like, they, I didn't even get to talk to him. I just watched them, like, essentially arrest him and, like, throw him on the ground. Did you ever talk to your dad? Have you ever talked to your dad about this? Yeah. And, and, and did he say why the cops slammed him on the ground? Well, I'm pretty sure he was like, hey, like, do you hear? Like, because I was crying. Uh-huh. And he was like, probably, I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was probably along the lines of like, hey, like, fuckheads, like, my daughter's in there, like, something like that. Right. So it was just crazily emotionally charged. He knew he fucked up by drinking and driving. He was trying to protect you, and it probably was just tense as shit. Yeah. I don't think um, it's going to be so fast. Are you going to have kids, you think? I'd like to. It's going to be fascinating when you, these stories are going to be amazing for you. Um, when you have kids, all your stories change. Yeah. Because you get to see them from a, a different, uh, with a, you get a new set of eyes if you want. You'll have yeah. the option to get some new set of eyes. And it'll be fascinating to to see your take on that. Um, for people who don't have kids, um, it's fascinating to me what they people think that they can get away with, with telling their, um, telling the way they treat other people's kids. Like if you treat other people's kids poorly, you should expect the worst possible outcome to happen to you. Yeah. No, my dad, like I, I just, as a parent, I'm just saying like, that's if you, if you stare at a baby cub of a bear wrong, the mom will come over and fucking rip your head off and you will yeah. be decapitated that and, and humans, we have that in us also. Yeah. I should like shed some light on my dad. And yeah. so I just like, despite, and my mom, both of them, like despite their issues with, substance abuse and like the trauma and the hurt, like all this stuff, like they both, like, I would never doubt in my mind that they loved me. Like, yes, of course. Like right. you have those moments where you're like, if you loved me, you would stop. And before I, before I understood, um, like I, I consider it a disease. I, addiction is 100% a disease to me. Um, and before I understood it, like I would feel like, Oh, they don't love me or otherwise they would stop. But now like looking back and like, just every like little thing, like they, I know they both cared like more than anything. And, um, I, my dad would kill for me. And so would my mom. Like, I know that the love was there. You, you've depicted a, a, a home of love. And I know that because I also grew up surrounded by alcoholics and, um, and, and my, and my, my family is the most loving family ever. It's crazy how good and loving they are to me. Yeah, but but you cannot flourish as a human being, um, for the most part, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, if you have a, a a drug addiction. Yeah. Um. So so that happens, and um, is that just emotional, just fucking devastating, or do you also have some uh things that you come up with in that moment that are like, okay, this is my, like, you're only 11, but at that point, are you already starting to make an exit strategy or like, Oh shit, Mm -hmm. I'm in this alone. Or how am I going to overcome this? Or is it just, I mean, I wouldn't have done that at 11. I I would have just probably felt sorry for myself. At 11. Like that was like the, like I'd say the start of everything, because like I said, my mom was going through stuff at that time. So was my dad. Um, so I ended up living with my aunt and uncle for a year. Okay. The, and that's the Daniel, you know, that that happened to Daniel Brandon too. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. That, so that's exactly what happened to her. She got, she had to go live with her aunt and her yeah. aunt had kids. 
Yeah, and so my, she re- she realized like, hey, no matter how much my aunt loved me, I'm fucking second second fiddle. No one's gonna love me as much as they love their own kids. Did she have kids? Did your aunt? Uh, my aunt does have a kid. Uh, my cousin Aiden. But your I, aunt's pretty, by the way. She's very attractive. I don't. Which which aunt? Do I don't you, know. I just saw I, some aunt. I saw some aunt in your in your Instagram. I was like, damn, that's a hot aunt. I have lots of hot aunts. <laughs> okay, well, that, yeah, at least one of them. I saw one that was hot. I'll tell, I don't know. I'll figure out which one was on my Instagram. Right. Um, but this is on my dad's side. Don't so tell her it was me who said it. No one wants, everyone get, just tell it was some guy. Cause no one wants to be like some guy said it. And then the, the, he fucking looks like me. So, oh my God. Don't make sure you just make it ambiguous. Um, okay. I will. Okay. Um, but this is on my dad's side. So it's my dad's brother and his wife. Um, I lived with them. I, I didn't really like, I guess I didn't think about the second fiddle thing. I just was like, Hey, like they love me and I'm here. Um, is that first day kind of weird and embarrassing? Hi, I'm here. My parents are fucked up. No. Um, okay. no. Cause like I said, like, I don't know. My family all is very loving. And like, even though I lived with like that aunt and uncle, my other aunt and uncle, on my mom's side, like took me in a lot. Like I felt very loved and like, like a second child to pretty much all my aunts and uncles really. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I lived with them. Um, for about a year and did you ever was, have to deal with child protective services? Um, a little bit. Oh God. So yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. They're terrible. Honestly. Um, more they came so, and interviewed you. They came and interviewed you. Um, I don't remember like myself so much, but like I've had to deal with them a lot for my brother. Okay. Um, and that was a whole another crazy story, by the way. I, I heard what you yeah. said in the interview. Your goal was to make sure that he never had to see anything that you had to see. And he's had to see some of it and about it breaking, breaking your heart. Yeah. Um, so like dealing with child protective services for him, terrible. Like I couldn't, it was hard to even like babysit him because if he fell at the park and got a bruise, like I had to like call my mom and write this whole paragraph of like, it was noon. We were on the park. He fell off oh, the geez. slide. Yeah. And yeah. There was no marks, but like there could be one. Like it was just like <laughs> could show up tomorrow. Yeah, so dumb. Um, but anyway, so I lived with my aunt and uncle, and I loved it. Like I loved it so much. Um, like we had family dinners, and like it just like it felt normal. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, and of course, and, like, and the- you were doing sports still at the same time. They were still taking you to those. Oh yeah, my aunt took me like bless her heart. She like would pick me up from dance at like nine 30 at night. Like they made sure I was involved in all that stuff. Um, and I remember, and of course middle school is also the time where like girls start getting curious about boys and like you start like being mischievous. And I remember one of my best friends, Nina and I were like, we're having a sleepover and she had this tent, like she had a really big property and she had like this big old tent, like out kind of in the, like, skirt outskirts of her property and like there was a ton of trees and so like we would like camp like all the time like all summer and this is eighth grade summer at this point like now we're like kind of close to high school and we had boys over and i remember like my dad found out how did he, he find out oh my gosh that man well a he knows everyone in the town um <laughs> B, I, I don't know. I think he just had like spy cameras on me all the time because he found out everything. I couldn't do anything without finding out. I also, though, am a terrible liar. So like I probably gave myself out many times. That's a great um, thing, by the way. Yeah. To be a so, terrible liar. 
we had boys over and I remember like him calling me and he was like, Hey, like, I think it's time you come home because like, you can't be doing that to Shane and Shannon, which was my aunt and uncle. Granted my aunt and uncle, like had they been upset, like I would have felt terrible. And like, I don't know. I'm not one to like do something over and over again. Like I would have been like, I'm so sorry. Like let's move on. Won't happen again. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't even get to have that conversation because my dad was like, yeah, like, you can come home now. Like, he couldn't even drive. I don't remember if he could drive. Maybe he could. I think he had a hardship license at the time. Hardship license? I've yeah. i heard of that. It's <clears> like, <throat> so when you're driving, like, privileges are suspended. Um, yeah. Sometimes they have programs where you can get a license where you just drive to work. Like, you're only permitted to drive um, to certain places and, like, certain times of the day. Um, and so he's like, yeah, I have a hardship license. Like I can take you like to school and all this stuff and whatever. So like he made me move back in. And I remember I was so mad. Like I was so furious. Um, and yeah, I don't know. High school was kind of just a wild ride. Like both my parents at that, then I was just like, I was back and forth with my parents again. Uh, they would go through. So even though you moved in with your dad, you would go back and forth between them. At that point, it was just like, it was like, you were kind of on your own. You had a bedroom at, at both places. Yeah. How far apart did they live? Uh, walking distance. Like, oh, shit. That's sorry, nice. A long walk. <clears throat> okay. A long walk. But still walk. Um, and, and, and did your mom get along with his new wife? Uh, I, oh, my, uh, no, she wasn't no, great. So much. She wasn't okay. great. Okay. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, in high school, I mean, I don't know, like, we eventually like mended our relationships and like, isn't it crazy? You could have kids. That's the fucked up part about having kids here. You are on some fucking podcast. Your parents are living their life and they have this fucking kid. And now their kid has this whole, their own whole story. It's like having a spy in your here, house. Okay. I, if, already, I already feel it from my kids. If my mom, like I was yelling at my kids in the van the other day. And one of my kids goes, <clears throat> you know, people outside can hear. I was like, <laughs> well, mash you. I mean, like, if, like he's tattling on me. You know, people outside can hear you yelling at me. Yeah. I mean, like if you, either of he's going to be listening. on podcast diamond my shit out too. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. If either of them are listening, like I hope they know I love them more than anything in the whole wide world. Um, and like, and that comes across by the way too. They're yeah. just, they, they just sound like people who just drank. Yeah. And like me and my mom are like both me and my mom and my dad both have like a really good relationship now. Um, it just like, now it's more just like, I know how to deal with it and I know how to not take it personally. So like, it just is what it is. Is that real? What? That you know how to t not take it personally? Yeah. I mean like it still hurts, but it's not like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like it still does hurt. Yeah. Now it's more like, Oh, I just want like, I just want them to be happy. Not like, Oh, they don't love me. You know what I mean? It's like a different, a different type of sadness. Yeah, it still hurts. They don't get off the hook. You're still hurting me. We're alive. We're connected. Yeah. Like, like you don't get off the hook. But, but I'm an adult now, and I know I have to be responsible for my own shit. Yeah. Um. They don't. Are either? Are do you? Um. Are either of them in AA? Or did they do that route? Uh. So my dad went to rehab last year. Um. And I don't know if he's still going to AA, but he did for a little bit. My mom, something really cool, she now, her job is a AA recovery mentor. So her job is actually taking people to and from uh, AA meetings and like being there for them. So she's yeah. kind of come full circle, which is really cool. Super um, cool. 
Yeah. In this time, um, do you, do you start seeing any when you're when you're doing these sports? Um, do you start sensing that you're different than the other kids? Like, whoa, I'm, I'm good. Um, like, do you, do you get picked first? Do the parents start treating you different? Are you the I leading mean, scorers on your team? Like, I was always on like so in middle school and elementary school, they don't have like varsity JV. They have like a gold team and a silver team, and like I was always on the gold team, and like I always did really well. Um, like in dance, like I was with the high schoolers when I was in middle school, like that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, probably high school was when I was like, yeah, like I'm going the athletics route. Like that's going to be my future. Like I just didn't know like what type of athletics yet, but like I knew that was the way. Yeah. You're 16 years old and your gym teacher says you should do CrossFit. You tell her to go pound sand. And then she gives you, she gives you the great Miss Huckabee's, Reagan Huckabee's phone number. Yeah. Like, does she have any business sharing Reagan Huckabee's phone number? Yeah. 16 year old bratty high school girl. (laughs) What is going on? Uh, Reagan Huckabee's huge. You can't, I, I hope Reagan Huckabee told you you have the wrong number go away no oh my gosh she was like oh no she was nice and took you in yeah oh yeah we need more pretension in this sport everyone thinks that their neighbor is going to be the next big crossfitter reagan wasn't like oh this is bullshit shut up pe teacher how are the pe teacher and reagan huckabee connected how are they friends uh, i don't remember honestly um, was it a charity case? Was the, was the PE teacher like, there's this poor girl, Alex Gazan, and she's had a really hard time. Do you think you could take her on her wing? Or was it like, damn, this bitch could fucking work. I, she's I think, the next CrossFit Games champ. I think it started as a charity case. Okay, okay, good. That and makes then, me feel a little bit better. And then like, because at first I was just like going to classes. Like I'd go to CrossFit and they just like, yeah, come to classes. Um, and then it was like a couple months in. And they're like, hey, like, you could be good at this. <laughs> Who says that to you? Uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I mean, because you know that's the thing, right? Everyone wants to go to the games. Everyone's going to be the next champ. Every This is the fit, craziest person I've ever seen. And then they're like, they can't swim. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, listen, asshole, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. No, I think I remember, like, squatting one morning, like, doing front squats in one of the classes and, like, Christine, who's one of the other coaches, she was like, hey, have you ever thought about, like, the teenage CrossFit games? And, like, that was kind of, like, the start of, like, oh. Um, And then Karen and Reagan, like, they kind of started, like, oh, hey, like, you should come to open gym with us. And so I started training with them, like, outside of class a little bit. Reagan's, like, a real adult, right? Like, she has, like, a kid and shit. Yeah, she has two kids, and they're my favorite. I used to babysit them when I lived in Oregon, and, like, I think Maddie's still my screensaver, honestly. <laughs> like, I love them so much. Yeah, she's she's super duper 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 impressive. Yeah. Uh, and so and so you go there, and um, is there a point where you go from being in awe to start seeing them as peers? Honestly, not not for a long time. Like, even before moving out to Vegas, like I was, I worked out with Reagan in her garage a couple days, and like. I was like, yeah, like she's still really freaking good. Like, um, and Karen too. Like, I don't, are you familiar with Karen McAdam? 
I'm not, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm like one of those people like who only cares about like the three best people. I'm oh, like okay. such a fair weather fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, well, so she is like the three best people just as a master's. Okay. Um, I should know her. I, think I disrespect she, the master's like an asshole. Okay. Well, she's like the, she's the coolest person. I've honest, like if I could be anyone when I grow up, I want to be her. She's like, she has two, I'd say like two sides to her. Like you could probably go in her house and it's like, does very- she have a son? Is the guy McLeod, her son, the guy who shit the bed on the, on the, on the yoke who is going to no, go to the game. No. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. She doesn't have kids. Um, but like you could go into her house and it's like girly and like very well decorated and like super cute and like nice. And like, she could, she'd probably be like crocheting or some shit. And then like at the gym, she has like, like some ACDC on and she's like, let's fucking go. Like, she's just like the coolest person. Um, and she's so good. Like, so she kicked, she probably like kicked my ass up until maybe this last year. Like she's so good. Wow. Wow. She on Instagram. I'm looking for a thing. No, you should, she should be someone you interview because she doesn't do social media. Like she's very under the radar kind of gal. Um, she has a, she has an Instagram. She just doesn't use it. It's Allie and Sarah is like her Instagram name. And that username is her two cats. Like that's the kind of girl she is. It's so cute. Look at her. I mean, this is how low profile she is. Even her games profiles her back. Hold on. It's loading. It's very oh nice no, back. that's not, that's not her. Oh, is that how you spell her name? Uh, Karen McAdam. Oh, McAdam. Sorry. You know, it's a problem. But yeah, look up her stats. Like she's like games. She's so good. So good. Okay. So, so, oh man, so many Karen Gabs. So when you, when, so, so you're training with them. How old were you when you moved to Vegas? I was, was I 20? I was 20 or was it crap? I don't remember. I moved here in 2020. So I was 20, I think maybe 19. I was 19. I don't remember 19 or 20. So I apologize, but so when you're 16 years old, you want to go to the games and you, mm-hmm. and you don't make it. And then you keep training from 16. Then what happens when you're, then when you're 17, 18, 19 are those fucked up years, right? Like, like yeah, COVID so, and, 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 uh, national champs and just all that shit. Yeah. So six, 16, like I started when I was 16, almost 17. So I had like one full year, like I did the open, didn't even know what the open was really. And then from that point I had like one full year of training before I, I tried as a teen, um, didn't make it so that I was almost 18 at that point. Um, so I just like trained and like, I was just having fun. Like I loved it. So like, it didn't feel like, did you have a coach? Did you have someone? Um, I just trained with Karen and Reagan and Alex and a couple. And who was Reagan's coach? Uh, she was still in with Invictus. And and no one over there was like, yo, Alex, stop fooling around. No, they didn't reach out to you. Okay. They probably didn't know because she was a remote athlete. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is all in hood. That's where Reagan hugged me. This is all in hood. Okay. Yep. Um, so we just fentanyl like, crisis probably is insane there. Fentanyl. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. You don't so do we, drugs. What do you know? You're just a, yeah. you're just a CrossFitter. I don't you're know. You're square. That. You're square. You don't know shit. <laughs> hey, I'll own it. That's okay. Um, what was he going to say? So, so we're, 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 so we're just talking about your training and so, and, and and are you getting better? Are you seeing shit get better? Are you like, Oh, okay. My, my Helen time is going down. My Fran time is going down. My cleaning jerk is going up. Are you like, wow, I'm getting better. Yeah, for sure. I think the looking back, like probably the biggest flaw was like, since I was just training with the girls and like, I didn't have like a, 
quote unquote coach or I wasn't following like my own program. Um, I just like wasn't consistent enough to like really hammer weaknesses. Like I would just show up on the days that I could or that I wanted to. Um, so which I, was like, how often, which was how often five I days mean, a week. Yeah. I went really often, but like I probably would miss like a chest of our day once a week or like I'd miss something every week. And I think like I just had a few holes that like took a long time to fill. Um, but I was definitely getting better. Like if you, I couldn't overhead squat the bar when I started like Karen, I remember mobility shit. Yeah. Like Karen and I joke about this all the time because I remember being in class and like we were doing a barbell warm up, and she was like, okay guys, like overhead squats with the bar. And I remember looking at her and I was like, Karen, like my back is going to break. Like I can't do this. And she's like, you're fine. Like your back won't break. And like, just like try to go as far as you can. And like every time I would start to do one, I was like, no, my back is like going to break. <laughs> um, and it was like, yeah. So just like to see things like they definitely got better during that time. Interesting. I wonder what, why, why do you think that that position was so hard on you? The sports you played or, um, um, probably a lot of like bench press from high school. You, you bench pressed in high school. We, I did like the, um, lifting class that was like, Oh yeah. Your sophomore year. You, yeah. You, yeah. You got into the lifting class. Yeah. Hey, were you stronger than the boys in there? I have. Oh my gosh. Wait, I don't think it's on my Instagram. Uh, there's a video I'll have to like zoom in and like, maybe I'll post on my story and like tag you or something. Um, but it was during like max week in my class. And the best part of the video is like, I finished my rep and you like go over and all these like little high school boys are just like <laughs> in, in high school or recently you're, you're most no, recent in one. high school. In wow. High school. Okay. Uh, do you remember, do you, were you, were you able to do one thirty five in high school? Yeah, Were you I able bet, to put the 45s I benched, on? I benched 225 in high school. It's bizarro world. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I one time, I'm only 5'5", five five, but, I, but I would bench press like fucking crazy. I just wanted to bench 225 once in my life. Just once. Just once. I could do 135 <laughs> fucking 30 times. I just wanted to do what, and I got to 182 pounds. I was taking like just, just drinking the powdered creatine. Yeah. And I trained so hard for six months. No, nope. never did it. That's And, and I, Jake, sorry. I don't want to hear shit. You can't bench 248 either. <laughs> Jake Gazan, you can't bench 248 either. I'm waiting for his little comment to pop up. Jake, let's, let, let's, let's look at, let's take a, let's take a break and look at, um, uh, can I go pee during yeah. this break? Is yeah, that- yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Go pee. Yeah, peeing's totally okay. fine. You should leave your phone outside the bathroom, though. Just because okay. it's a kid's show. It's a kid's okay. show. Okay. It's a kid's show. Jake Gazan. Oh, my goodness. We talked about elevated management. That's Benji. That's her guy. We know she has a husband. We talked about Reagan Huckabee. Can you imagine being introduced to the sport through Reagan Huckabee? And how cool Reagan Huckabee would be to entertain that. You would think Reagan would just be like, hey, I don't have time for this shit. I got fucking kids, a husband, and I'm trying to make it to the CrossFit Games. Make me have to do some charity work. But she did it. And and, and kudos to her. Uh, Born in Hood River. 
Uh, we didn't talk about this, but she was introduced to CrossFit her junior and senior year. We actually did the, that was her gym coach who told her, Hey, you should do CrossFit. And, uh, she wasn't interested in CrossFit. Um, she had heard about it from her dad and her dad poo pooed it. Poo pooed it. I'm back. Okay. Hi. What are we doing? What are we talking about? We talked about you while you were gone. Oh, okay. My ears were burning. Uh, so when, so then you, 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 when you moved to Vegas at, at, at this time, or do you, do you remember the first time you were like, Hey, I think maybe I want to go to the CrossFit games. I mean, I wanted to go to the CrossFit games since like not making it as a teenager. Like it was like, okay, I didn't make it as a teen. Like now I want to go as an adult. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's always been there. I remember watching the documentary and that was like what really was like, Whoa, I want to do that. And did you think you could? Were you like, yeah, I believe in myself? Um, I mean, I definitely was like, yeah, I can at some point. I didn't, like I said, I didn't put a timeline on myself. So, yeah. I always, you, weren't, you weren't like, I'll never be able to do what those girls do. No. Sorry, I'm texting a friend. You went to the bathroom, I get to text a friend. <laughs> I, w I was literally about to go and just like have my phone like this and like put myself on mute. That would have been hardcore. I, I've done that so many times. I, oh, I was on a podcast. It hasn't came out yet, but I was talking to my friend Lindsay, and I should have warned her. Like she a asked me a question, and I like, had it on mute, and I was like, "Because it's not like a live podcast where you can see my face. It was just like sound." Okay. But she could see me because like we were still like chatting, and I was like, "Like say something else," because <laughs> I had it on mute. I should have told her. I felt bad. Oh, so okay. Well, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> hey, do you, do you? What about being interviewed by your friends? Does that kind of suck? Is that weird? Like, I, no, I, no, no. Um, when I interview my friends, there's a, there's kind of like a fakeness to it. Oh, like do you? Oh, I have a question. So when you interview your friends, do you feel like they're being fake? Like you're mm -hmm. like, oh, like that's BS. Like you're not actually like that. No, but there is a, um, no, like, so, so like I've known, D I recently interviewed Dave and there's like a, it's real. It's as fake as I can be. It, it's as real as I can be, but there's a tinge of fakeness to it, especially in the beginning. Like when we break in. Yeah. yeah because yeah. there's none of that. It's just like, I, I, I mean, I, we're just, we're just like, I could go, I mean, I, I don't do this, but I could just go to his house and go in his fridge and like get a sparkling water out and just leave. Like it, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. Like there's no, we don't have any formality, right? Mm -hmm. Just like me and you, you're just stuffing your face on the <laughs> podcast. Like we've just, we've broken, we've broken. Hey, um, I woke up at seven 30 and I was like, I got 30 minutes. I was like, I fuck. Well, yeah. I was like, I got to go to the bathroom before we talk. I got to make food. I like, tried to eat before we talked, but I ran out of time. So my food's just been sitting here. She's a games athlete. <laughs> oh, this is this is this is the ditzy, ditzy side that Matt was talking about. Matt, Matt, who? Matt, he called me ditzy on your podcast. Oh yeah, shit, that was hardcore. That made me feel uncomfortable too. I didn't like that. <laughs> I was like, okay, Matt, thanks. Yeah, do you have to whoop his ass for that? No. Hey, I didn't. Do you want me to tell you something? Do you want me to give you some harsh criticism? Yeah, do it. I don't like this. Um, and and maybe I'm just sensitive to this because I'm a parent. But there's 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 something you say in one of these posts about your parents. Um, 
Okay, so there's this picture of you and your dad. Oh, oh here, I'll share the screen. There's this picture of you and your dad uh, hugging, and it's nice. You, you say like, "Hey, my dad's been." He's a handsome man, by the way. You say, "Um, uh, he's a hu he's a hu huge influence on my fitness." Uh, I like that. That's cool. But there's mm -hmm. a picture somewhere where you're like, "My parents have put me through a lot of hard times," or something. Oh, I'm sure I've said that. Maybe I shouldn't, but yeah. Sure and I, I just, I just feel for them, like, um. Like at least in this show, at least in this show, it's in context, right? In this show, it's um, uh, you you get to say, I, and I'm just being sensitive because I'm a parent. Yeah, no, it I like, get it. It, it, like it would fucking break my heart. I think, like, parents I, want parent as much as you want your parents to be your hero. Your parents also, you want your parents to be your hero, but your parents also, your parents kind of need affirmation from you, like especially now that you're 20. Yeah, 100%. And I like, like feel like like you're their product. And I'm not saying you let your parents off the hook or something. I'm just telling you like how it is as a parent. You you're hoping at the end of the day your parents will be like, "Okay, I, I, I you pass." As yeah. you go to heaven, here's your report card, you pass as a parent. No, I think that's like totally valid and like I try to be really sensitive if I am talking about like the stuff that I've gone through because at the end of the day like I don't want to disregard what I've been through just be out of fear of hurting their feelings because like, that's not fair to me, right? Like, it's not fair for me to have to bottle it up so they're not embarrassed. Right, um, right, right. I agree. I agree. But, and, and by the way, you'll never be a powerful human being if you do that. You you are on the your course of freedom. Man, yeah. you should pursue that. But I also think, like, and I try to, like, make it. You have it. You have it. You can yeah. be a superstar without ever winning the games. You have it. You are so Thank special, you. Alex Kazan. Yeah. Thank you are you. so special. Yeah. But, like, okay, I try sorry. to, like, make sure it's clear that, like, I love the crap out of my parents. If I didn't love them, I wouldn't talk about this stuff. Like, I probably would have wrote them off years ago. Like, I would yeah. have been, like, just stay out of my life. But because yeah. I do love them so much and, like, like, I love BSing with my mom or my dad. Like, I would still sleep in my mom's bed if I wasn't married, if I'm being honest with you. I slept in yeah. her bed until I left the house. Like, yeah. like I'm re really close with my parents, like. I, they're the first people I call if I have exciting news. Like I sent my dad the link to your podcast this morning. Like they're, they made stupid mistakes, but like at their core, they're both like, I love them so much. And like, they, they had you so young. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I definitely don't want to like do them wrong. I, I guess I just struggle with the balance of like, how do I, share my story and my feelings without making them feel terrible. Cause I don't want them to have to relive their mistakes, but also like I need to process those feelings. So I don't know. That's a, it's like a hard balance. And it makes you who you are. Yeah. It's like, um, it is interesting to hear you talk about food. Um, mm -hmm. I, I cannot relate at all. To I have what? a horrible relationship with food. I used to, I used to have a really bad relationship with food. And now, you, now you're like, yeah, I can just eat whatever I want. And, and really the problem is I just don't eat enough. And I'm mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. like, like I had Hunter McIntyre on yesterday and he has a gallon of guava nectar juice and he's just drinking it. <laughs> and if I did that, you would watch me just get put on 30 pounds just right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Well, to be fair, Hunter and I are training like multiple hours a day. Yeah, yeah. So like, you kind of have to. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. I, yeah. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's just, uh, you do, do, do you really have to consciously, like you say, have to just eat as much as you can? Um, 
No. You have, I mean, like, you have ice cream every night? No. Like, I enjoy food and, like, I'm hungry. So, like, it's not hard for me. Like, some people, I feel like, don't have good appetites. So, like, yeah, I'm just not hungry. Like, I don't want to eat it. I, I God, like God, I'd love to have that. God, please, God. No, I like food. Like, if it's in front of me, I usually eat it, even if it's, like, not that great. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I'm going to eat this. Um, so, it's not hard for me. I, I think the only time, like, I ever struggle maybe is when I revert back to like the mentality of like, Oh, I want to be lean and I want to be, um, like I just want to look good, but like CrossFit's all about performance. So you gotta remember that, man, you look so lean to me. Um, what, what was, when you said you used to have a bad relationship with food, what did that look like? Oh my gosh. Um, so I did like, did the you ever pe- throw up or any of that stuff? No. Oh. Um, thankfully. Oh. So I did like the paleo thing for a while and like at that time my relationship with food was really good but it wasn't really healthy because what's pay what's the paleo thing that's where you like you only eat shit like dinosaurs eat yeah like cavemen eat? okay mm-hmm. but it wasn't healthy because if it was like chips made in coconut oil like i would eat the whole bag because it was like oh it's paleo like i can eat it or like pancakes with almond flour and maple syrup like that's paleo um so like I just ate a lot of probably calories and like I wasn't big by any means, um, but I just ate a lot. And then at somewhere down the line, I like heard like the low fat, high carb thing for CrossFitters, but I didn't know any better. So like I just pretty much eliminated all fats. Like I'd have a fourth of an avocado maybe with like egg whites, veggies, not cooked in oil, like just like a little spray, um, rice. Like I didn't eat any fat. So I got really lean. Like really how did small. you get on that kick? Where did you learn that? Sorry. Well, I saw a mosquito fly by me and I was like, that, <laughs> you better keep going. I think I just like heard it somewhere in the CrossFit space, like, uh, like high carb, like lower fat. I, I just didn't know what it meant though. Like, I, cause I'd never tracked macros or anything. Um, so I just, yeah, I wouldn't cook with oil. I pretty much ate egg whites and veggies. Like, that's it. And, like, rice or, like, quinoa or something. Um, I lost my period. I got, like, nothing ever happened. Like, I was still performing pretty good because I was still eating a lot of calories. I just, like, wasn't eating fat. Matt DeLugos wants to know if you ever get crumbs anywhere. Hmm. He already knows. Yes, I do. I'm messy. What? How long were you eating like that before you lost your period? Um, oh gosh, that's a good question. Probably probably like 3 months, 4 months. Is the conventional wisdom that not eating enough fat causes you to lose your period? Is that like could I just like look that up on the internet? Um, yeah, a lot of things can like not eating enough, high stress, um like not yeah, not eating enough fat if your hormones are off. Um, so I lost another, da- another Danielle Brandon comparison. I don't know if she lost mm-hmm. her period, but um, she was eating like 1,200 calories a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, o- we always like joke with her um, about eating more, like ma- helping her eat more, like, oh, eat your food. Um, we all went to Trader Joe's one night before. Uh, oh, this was after like quarterfinals. We were all going to go have pizza at Justin's and we went to Trader Joe's and I was like starving. So I grabbed. I went to the deli section and I grabbed like a big thing of deli meat <laughs> and they were all like giggling at me and they're like, of course, like Alex grabbed the freaking deli meat. Like, oh my gosh. And, um, but now it's like a joke. Cause now we're like, gotta like 
eat your turkey. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with the deli meat? What's wrong with the deli meat? It was just like so random. Like we were eating, like sitting in a car, and like I'm there just like chowing down on this deli meat. <laughs> Like all the snacks you could get at Trader Joe's. Oh, I approve. I approve. (laughs) um, Yeah, she said she was eating 1,200 calories a day and she had some incident on an assault bike where she just basically fucking turned off. Yeah, I think she's doing much, much better now. Like it seems like she's always got her like oatmeal and all that stuff. Oh my gosh, Savon, so many people are texting me right now. They're like, you're really underplaying your messiness because Matt asked that stupid thing about crumbs. Are you messy? messy? Yes, I like show up with, I don't know, like I had frozen berries the other day and I had like blue stained hands and like, people, I don't know. I just, I am, I am. I you, you, you just kind of don't give a shit. You're on your own plan, <laughs> like in a good way, in a good way. I mean, it is a huge compliment. Thanks. Hey, when you did that interview with, um, with Lauren Khalil, you were wearing a headset. You were on the field and you were oh, wearing yeah. a headset. Where did you get that headset at? Uh, they handed it to me. Who handed it to you? Um, I think Patrick. Patrick Clark. Clark, yeah. Yeah, I need that headset. I want to know where yeah. they got that headset at. Was it nice? Uh, I think so, yeah. Was it wired into – were you holding – did he hand you a phone also? Uh, yes. I was holding a phone and wearing the headset. And was the headset physically plugged into that phone? I think so, yes. Yeah, that's these fuckers. <laughs> They're getting too good. It's genius. It. That's how you take over the games. You have like five people like that walking around with phones and headsets, and you can just take over the games. You don't even need the games feed. Mm-hmm. You would just you would just fucking steal the show. <laughs> and you get cool people like you and Patrick Vellner on, and you would just man. Um, when when you move to Vegas, are are you are you like? Aren't you like, okay, I guess my CrossFit career is over. I'm just going to get – Jake's going to mm. knock me up. He's going to do the family business, and I'm going to chill and raise kids. No. Um, I never thought like that. I was really upset leaving Reagan and Karen. And so, sorry. Assuming your period came back from your no-fat it, days. It, it did come back. It did okay. come back. I hey, hired – What's that – sorry, before we talk about getting knocked up. What's that like losing your period? Does that suck? Uh, I was fine. Like th- that's the thing. Like that's not why mentally. You're not like, Hey, that's a part of like me as a girl. Like I need that. No, I was fine. Like I said, I was performing fine. Like I was fine. I just knew that like the road I was heading down and like the amount of time I spent thinking of food was not healthy. And like, I didn't want to like screw myself over. Like I didn't want to like be 20 or be 25 and have to eat like 1200 calories. Cause if I ate anything else, then I'd like gain 20 pounds. You know what I mean? Who unfucked you? Who was like, who did you say, oh my God, I'm on this diet with no fat and I don't have my period anymore and I'm saving $18 a month on tampons. This is so cool. And someone's like, uh uh-uh, girl. Um, No, I reached out to uh, Jen Ryan. She's uh, with Invictus. You probably know who she is. um, And she's a nutrition coach. So I reached out to her and we worked together for a while. And you dig her. Yeah, she's awesome. I'm working with her right now again. I just called her like a couple weeks ago because I was like, hey, Games training is happening. Like, I probably need to make sure that I'm doing the things. I'm, I'm trying to see if I can see a picture of her. See if I, I'm so bad with names. Oh uh, yeah, she looks very familiar. Okay, so so you get, so and, and and it just comes back. She mm-hmm. gets you on the right. As soon as you start eating the right shit, your hormones get kicked back into place, and your period comes back. Yeah, it took a while. It took a few months, but it came back. And and, and when was this? Hmm. This is right before COVID. Okay. And it's been two years steady. You get it? It, it, It's like you have a regular one. 
Oh, I haven't missed awesome. it since. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, and now you go to Vegas, and are, are you tripping? Don't you need your training partners? Don't you need uh, Reagan Huckabee and, and Karen uh, McAdams? Yeah. yeah, Jake's listening. He's probably like, yeah, she was like ridiculous. I was so upset. I was like, I don't want to move. Like, I did want to move because I wanted to be with Jake, but I didn't want to move because like I had it so good. Like most people don't, um, they don't get to start their CrossFit endeavors with games athletes. And I had two of them. And I also had other, like my best friend, Alex, like she was at the gym and she was super good. Like I just had a really good crew. Um, and so I was like, and this was before Carrie and Justin were here. Like, so they weren't here yet. Um, so I was like, yeah, like, they weren't I, in Vegas yet. No. Um, Weird. So Who was, was like, in Vegas? Were there any athletes in Vegas? Um, well, I just started training out of my garage alone for a while. Like I was like, okay. Like, and then I was like, okay, this is boring. Like I need to go get a job. Like I need to meet friends. So I like go job hunting and like this very, the last gym I go into, like I'm on my way home and I see this gym. I'm "I'm just going to pop in here. Um, it's called camp Rhino. I go in, I meet one of my good friends now, Kaylin. And I was like, Hey, like I need a job. (laughs) And, um, we like sat and talked, had an interview like on the spot. Um, so I started working for them and then I just would train with them. Like I'd go to the twelve thirty class, which was like How Kaylin. do you tell someone um like, hey, I'm not normal. I'm not a normal CrossFitter? Like you haven't established a name yet, but how do you be like I'm just not you have to understand one thing, I'm not normal. I don't think I really did that. I was just more like, Hey, like I'm looking for people to train with and like um I would, I, yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they knew I wanted to compete, um, but is she I don't sizing know. you up? Is she like, okay, turn around, let me see uh, your hamstrings? Kaylin's a dude. Um, uh, is sorry. she sizing you up? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, I don't know. I think God, like, you're naive. He definitely was sizing you up, but good. We'll talk about that later. Okay, <laughs> Na- naive. Okay, I'm naive. That's fine. You can yeah. you, you can naive square naive, and naive. naive square. Okay. All yep. right. Yep. I'll own that. That's okay. I'm naive to my own um, dismay sometimes. It's a good way to live. Me too. It's a yeah. great way to live. <laughs> Kyra, okay. Well, no one knows where I live on the podcast. So that's okay. Uh, I want to, speaking of naive, let's just look at, let's take a small break and, and let's look at this. Look at how, how the fuck does this happen? Let's look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not, this is not how you ride one of these things. Okay, you ready? <laughs> I would love to know how this happened right here. Okay, here we go. This is this is a one of those bull riding machines, but someone put a shark skin on it instead of a bull. Now, watch what happens to the great Alex Gazan, future games champion. Here we go. You probably have to remove this from your Instagram after this. Look at that hair. Okay. I was okay. a freshman in high school in this video. Look at this right here. Oh. Did that guy do that to you on purpose? I don't know. Probably. Did you get hurt there? No. We were laughing so hard. I cannot believe. Now, look, at you're just trying to get off and then wham. <laughs> Sit down, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So you're training. You're training alone in Vegas and and um, and you get bored. And so you meet Caleb. Caleb. Yes. Caleb. And who's the uh, dude? Yes. At Camp Rhino. Yep. Um, okay. and so I just start going, they have a 1230 class, which is like, it's called their coaches class. So all the coaches work out. 
Um, they made it a class because like they're all really funny and like they'll just like goof off for an hour if they don't have like structure. So uh, him, John, and Brent, who are the owners of the gym, I just started working out with them in class and um, it was really fun. And then there's two locations. So there's the north location, which is like close to where I live. And then they have a location south, which is like 30 minutes away. Are they CrossFit gyms? Are they affiliated? Can't um, one of the locations is affiliated. The other one isn't. Okay. Um, but they do CrossFit and then they also do boot camp classes. So you kind of have like a little bit of um, variety and like there's people that are there for CrossFit, but then you also just have people that are just trying to get a workout in. Like strippers are in the boot camp class. <laughs> no, I feel like boot camp's more like I feel like it's a lot of like older people that are maybe afraid of like barbells and um, things like that. Okay. Old strippers. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So I started working for them. Um, Sabrina Adderbaum, she's with underdogs as well. We became good friends. She's a coach at the South location. Um, so I started training with her too. Um, and we all did like the forge by Zeus track. So I started following that with everybody. It, the Forge by Zeus, is that a Camp Rhino track? No, Forge by Zeus is Tim Paulson's uh, oh, oh. and um, Dave, Dave's like programming. Who's Dave? Um, what's his last name? Forge by Zeus. Uh, Zeus Boulder is his Instagram. All right. And how did you get turned on to them? Someone at, someone at Camp Rhino was already doing them. They were already following it, yeah. Okay. Man, that guy's got a, that body doesn't even look real climbing that rope. Okay, so you do this program with them, mm-hmm. and uh, are, are you the are you the best girl in the group? Are you the best person in the group? Are you better than all the dudes and girls? And you're like, all right, this I'm uh, I'm already to graduate from this these peasants. <laughs> I didn't. Let's be honest; no one's listening. Everybody's listening. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I definitely like knew I like I was good. Um, it was Brent actually, so one of the guys at the gym that was like, Hey, you're too good for us. Like at this time, Carrie was there and he, oh, was he like, knew, he knew when you put up two two twenty five, he's like, this girl's got to go. Yeah. He was like, you're too good for us. Like you should go work out with Carrie. And I was like, mm, I'm not going to oh, go. So had you, so everyone knew she had moved to Vegas. Had you known that she had moved to Vegas at that point where they're like rumblings in the community? Carrie Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. And where was she? Mm, CrossFit culmination. Uh, tell me about that. How you first hear about that, that Carrie Pierce showed up to town, uh, Carrie Pierce, best American crossfitter ever lived. Fair. Yeah. Very fair. Okay. Um, I don't remember the first time I heard besides rich Froning. I mean, as, as a female. Yeah. I don't remember the first time I heard, I think it just was like, kind of like started becoming news or like people knew about it. I think Karen actually probably told me, honestly, she was like, guess who's moving to Vegas. Cause Karen's not on social media. But she's like super into like your podcast, Hiller Fit. Like she loves the like Karen McAdams. Yeah, she's she loves all like the info and like not the drama, but like yeah, but I guess the yeah, drama. that the drama. Let's yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Karen McAdams. I'm putting a, a star by her name. Good lady. Yeah, no, she's she's a very good lady. So even though she's up in hood, she she calls you or texts you and is like, "Yo, Carrie Pierce just moved to your fucking yeah. neck of the woods." Yeah, like she and I think she told me too. She's like, you should go train with her. I was like, yeah, like I'm not gonna just show up and be like, hey, I'm Alex. Like, let me train with you. Like, that's just I don't know. That's not how I go about things. Um, 
I don't think Bethany and Danielle were there quite yet. Um, anyway, long story short, Brent, my friend, he was kind of talking to this girl named Mel, who's one of my Does friends. Does Jake now. ever get jealous? We've navigated that. Like, okay, I think we'll come we've, back to that. We'll come back yeah, to that. I'll soften I can, you up on that. I can elaborate. Like, okay, please. Do you want to go now or t- come yeah, back? Yeah, to yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. I think like there's like this. I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like, there's this balance, right, of like trust, where it's like I never want him to even have to feel jealous just because he trusts me so much. Um, but at the end of the day, like, if you're hanging out with guys twenty four seven, like. I understand. Like, I understand it's hard to not, especially because like the way we met, we fell in love doing CrossFit. Like we, we bonded over CrossFit. And so I think part of like, there was a time where he was like hurt. He wasn't able to work out very much. Um, I'm out here like working out with all these guys. And like, that was a little bit of a struggle because we didn't have that thing that we bonded over originally. And like, it was just hard. I don't even know how to word it right. Like there was you're that- so young and you're in a very virile. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> virile environment. Very yeah. Viral? Like virile. I think there was that. Yeah. There was that insecurity and like we had to work through it and figure out like how to navigate it. And I'm sure like it could still come up, but I feel like now like we're just in such a good spot. Um, there's this like, quote or thing that I saw that was like, you know how like people say like the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like the grass is green where you water it. And like, I feel like we've done a really good job of just making sure like our relationship just like at point blank, like him and I is really good. So that way when you are apart for like weeks at a time, like I'm not filling those. If there's empty holes in your relationship, like you usually look to fill those elsewhere. But, like, if you can make sure that's filled, like, I'm not out looking for attention from guys because, like, I get that from Jake. And I'm not looking for, like, guys. Do you have a wall up to that energy? Do I what? Do you have a wall up to that energy? Oh, like, do I just, like, not accept, like, flirting or whatever? Yeah, like, I spent a shitload of time around Rich Froning. There's no open energy for women to come into it. He's just, like, the same dude to everyone. Yeah. And I knew him when he was young and I was like, wow, this is really fucking impressive. Like he just has like a, and I, and like, uh, and I remember, I remember there being a point in my life where I put, I wouldn't say just a wall. Maybe it is a wall just like where it's like, Hey, I'm not, I'm no longer, I avoid, I avoid those situations. I, yeah, I have a wall up to it, but I didn't for the longest time, even when I was had a girlfriend. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I feel like I'm probably working on it. Like I'm very friendly. And, like, I enjoy, like, conversations. And as you can see, like, a lot of the names I've mentioned, like, are dudes. And um, it just so happened, like, when I went to Camp Rhino, like, all my friends were dudes. Um, and like It's an intimate environment. <clears throat> yeah. And, like, me and Matt are really good friends. And, uh, like, I feel like maybe I'm just so not maybe I am naive to the point, like, I just don't think about it that way. Like, I'm like, Oh, these are just my friends. And like, I don't look at it in like a sexual way or like a flirtatious way. Um, that's a good, I like that naiveness. That's a smart way to be. Uh, but I get it. Like, I mean, people can perceive things any way they want to. And, um, 
But how would you time, how would you feel if he had like ten girls he was constantly texting that he about scheduling workouts with? It would be like I was just thinking like my like I I'm I have this huge world and my wife is pretty focused and I act like so cool like I've never been jealous of my wife. But just now I was thinking, holy fuck, what if my wife spent all all what if my wife was me and I was her? Yeah, I mean, I not even jealous, like in the sexual way, just like just be like, fuck, man, like you have a lot of really like I have a ton of intimate relationships. Yeah, like she like I'm building one with Hunter McIntyre in front of the whole world right now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fuck, like, hey, dude, how about you? You haven't talked to me that much in two weeks. Yeah, no, I get that a lot. (laughs) And especially like because he is gone like four months out of the year, like he leaves. Why? Why? Where's he going? Where's he going? He does. So the business that his dad owns that he like is trying to take over, they do fire prevention. So they go, they work for the city of Calabasas and like Pepperdine and they go and like, these are very rich towns. People, these are very wealthy towns that she just mentioned, like beyond like normal wealth. Pepperdine is like, it's like $12 million for a shack. Yeah. I'm not joking. Calabasas is where the Kardashians and Justin Bieber and and live. Okay. Sorry. I just wanted people to know that. No. Yeah. Whenever I go to visit him, I'm like, wow, this is so gorgeous. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Um, so he Serious down- fire areas, though. Serious fire areas. Yeah, something Fucking cool. Someone throw a cigarette out the window and the whole place is gone. Something cool. There was a big fire a couple years ago and the whole area that they did was like protected. Like the fire went like around it. Um, oh, that's awesome. Which was really cool. Uh, so he's gone for four months and like. I like straight like- in a four month chunk. Yeah, I mean, like, we'll see each other. Like, I'll try to go up there every couple few weeks or he'll come and visit me. Um, but it's, like, weeks where we're not, like, seeing each other. Um, so, like, I can totally – I can totally understand. And, like, I would be a hot mess. <laughs> like, I would be like, yeah. he's with all these girls. I'm out here working. Like, and his job's not fun. Like, he's, like, in the trenches, like, in the hot sun, like, sweating his ass off, like, cutting weeds all day. Like that's not fun. Right. And like, I'm out here. Yeah. I'm unless, at, you're like, do- unless he's doing it with girls in bikinis. <laughs> um, yeah, babe, maybe you should look into that. Um, if you're listening, change, uh, change the, change the attire for the staff. Oh, the, but the staff's all dudes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they're real lookers too. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I'm here like, yeah, CrossFit's hard, but like, I'm having fun. Like I'm going to the gym and like, hanging out with people and like, yeah, there's a lot of dudes around. So I totally like, I understand where like maybe insecurity or jealousy could stem from. Um, but like I said, like my goal is just to like make him feel so secure in our relationship that he doesn't have to think about that. Um, (laughs) so I don't know. I don't, I'd rather not waste energy. Like, Oh, I can't talk to this guy cause it's going to look like this. And yeah, people people are going to think this cause like, who cares? Like people are going to think what they want to think. Like, I agree. I don't know. I agree. So, but, but it is real. It, it, it that y- the situation is real. You, you, you're, you're in an environment where it's just these fucking humans pushing their expression of their DNA to the fucking greatest expression on the planet. And you're all young and young people. That's what they do. They make, well, that's what people do. They make. So, <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, of course. Like, at competitions at, at gyms like you're gonna see cute like hot people and i'm sure like in calabasas like jake's gonna see like a girl walking by that's, oh like, he sees so many hot girls calabasas yeah, is nuts like, but like, it's about having that respect for each other like okay like yeah i acknowledge that person is 
really hot or whatever, but like, that's it. Like you don't sit there and like, Oh, like you don't start thinking about them and you don't start like, you don't let yourself Indulge. do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. You have a good head on your shoulders. This, this book I'm reading, um, championship mindset by Bob Rotella. He says that there's these three things that really successful people all have in common. They are concerned. They, they take care of their health. They are the family is a priority to them. And then the third thing is whatever their practice is, right? So mm-hmm. for you, it would be your health, making sure you're eating right, sleeping well, and yours kind of like crosses over. And then because of your practice, that's important for your practice, which is being an athlete. And then the other thing mm-hmm. is your family and your yeah. family is, um, your, your, you know, your mom, your dad, your brother, and Jake. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and all your, and all your hot aunties. Oh yeah. All my hot aunties. I love them so much. Um, I'm trying to get my mom to send my brother down here for like a weekend. Um, guess who his girlfriend is? Who? <laughs> so last time my mom came with my brother, I had Ashley, Justin's wife, and his daughter come hang out. Oh, uh, wow. Because they're the same age. They're both five. Yeah. And it was the cutest thing. Like they both have really high energy and like are very, I'd say like outspoken, just like do what they want kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> And they were so cute. Like they like held hands. They're five. They're little like playing. Anyway, my brother is like quite the womanizer. And my mom told, she told me this yesterday. She was like, cause I was like, Hey, like you should bring London down. Um, Ashley and Justin are going to come stay with me for a little bit until they move into their new house. I was like, cause Ivy's going to like be here and like, it'd be cool if they could like hang out. And, uh, the coach and his wife and his kid are coming to live with you. Yeah. Wow. Um, but she was like, oh, yeah, like London was talking to uh, his friend the other day. And he was like, yeah, my girlfriend, she lives in Las Vegas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With wow. my sister. Wow. Uh, when um, you would take your brother with your mom not around for several days. Oh, I would love to. I mean, like. Have you ever done that? Um, I've watched him for like a couple of nights before, but I've never had wow. him. He- I've never had him here in Vegas alone. I don't know. Like that might be a lot for him. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And that might be a lot for you. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I like, I love him and I miss him a lot. So I, I put up with it. Damn. You're a good sister. Thanks. So you find out about Carrie Pierce mm-hmm. and through, through Mick, Mick Adams, the great Mick Adams. Mm-hmm. And h- how do you, how do you finally just be like, okay, I'm going to go over there and train with her. Um, so Brent, he was talking. Brent's Brent is not Benji. Who's Brent? No, Brent is uh, one of my friends at the gym. So okay. another, okay. Oh, the one who told you, Hey, you're too good for us. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was like one day he was like, I have an in for you. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, Oh, he's so proud. I could hear the way he said it. He's so proud. I like it. Yeah. Um, he was talking with this girl, Mel, who's now one of my friends. Um, she works out at Culmination. Um, but Mel knew Carrie, and like they had been working out together a little bit. And so he was like, hey, I know this girl, Mel, who's friends with Carrie. Like, you should just talk to Mel and see if you guys can like go work out. And I was like, okay, like I'm a little more comfortable like reaching out to Mel. Like I'm not as scared. <laughs> had you um, met Mel before? No. Okay. But I was like, but if she knows Brent, like I really tr- – like Brent's a good dude. So if like Brent – 
talks to someone or likes someone, like they're probably a good person too. Yeah. Um, so I just reached out to Mel and I was like, Hey, like my friend Brent, like gave me your number and, um, I'm just kind of looking to like maybe switch up my training environment. Like, I don't really give a shit about you. Can you get me with Carrie? No, I did Uh-oh. not say that. <laughs> a little more, more tact, a little more tact. Yeah. Um, cause Mel's great. Mel was awesome. Um, what's Mel's last name? I don't know. Okay. Is she old school? Has she been around forever? Uh, she's, how old is she? I think she's, I don't know. Her and DB are good friends. Um, oh, then it must not be the same Mel I'm thinking of. Okay. I was no. thinking of this Mel. Okay. Okay. Go on. Yeah. So I like essentially just planned a day to like go and show up and I showed up and Carrie do you was. Think they, do you think they warned Carrie? Were they like, Hey, Carrie, some strange girls coming to work out with us today? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Don't okay. Know. But like I introduced myself and like Carrie was so nice. Like I obviously I didn't expect her to be mean, but like I didn't expect her to be like as nice as she was. Cause like people can be nice, but she was like actually like asking me questions. Like you could tell she was genuinely um, present in like your conversation. And um, yeah, so I worked out with her and then she was like, yeah, just like come anytime. And, so I started kind of dropping in sporadically. And, and this is at CrossFit Culmination. Mm-hmm. And when she said, did you get her phone number that first time? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. Like it was within a couple of times that I got her number. The second time you go, do you just, do you, does someone tell you, hey, we're going to work out or do you just go in there hoping to see her again? No, I definitely like just would text her like, hey, are you working out today? Or like, hey, can I work out with you? Like that kind of thing. So hopefully and, I, hopefully I wasn't annoying. Cause like I've had people do that with me and I'm like, uh. Uh, okay. Explain that. So what is it about some people you don't want to be like, like, uh, like that you don't want to be bugged about. It's not that you don't want to be bugged, but like, you don't, I mean, if some people are like far below your skill level, like you yeah. don't mind if they're working out with you, but you don't want to feel like you're like, Oh, now we're going to do this. This is how you do it. Um, <coughs> You don't want to have to like coach while you're working. Right. Out. Does that make sense? Right. Right. Um, you're training. Like, yeah. And I didn't want her to feel like that way about me at all. So like, I was like kind of nervous, like to ask her or like be annoying, but I mean, I just figured like if she didn't want me to, she could just not respond. Yeah. Is that kind of the way to do it? What do you mean? Like if you text someone and they don't respond, <laughs> like is that, they just don't respond to them. Uh, no, I, I mean, I've never like ignored someone, but I was like, if I don't know, like, I just expect people to be honest, I guess. So if she didn't want to work out, then I don't know. And the same friend talking. keeps calling me over and over. Dude, I think you just answer it. I don't know. Maybe they no, I can't. I am on a podcast. It won't be. It's a. It's a. It's Tom Cruise, and everyone will lose their mind if they find out I'm friends with them. Okay, I'm gonna unplug headphones and plug my phone in so it doesn't die. Okay. Can you still hear me? Husband's out of town a couple months a year because he works in Calabasas. Okay, check. Got that. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. No, wait. Um, we talked about uh, – oh, so so a lot of athletes are afraid to be interviewed like during the competition. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe afraid is not the word, but like Jason Hopper has rules. Matt Fraser won't let him do it. But like you did it, I think. And, um, and I think we wanted to interview Emma Lawson, and her agent reached out to me and said, st- stand down. And, um, but like you did it and, and, and Kotler was encouraging of it. Patrick Vellner is just a beast. Um, Rich does it. Um, do you have, what's your deal with that? Do you like it? 
I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel indifferent. Like, I think, too, like, it kind of feels like a little bit of, like, I don't know. It's, like, exciting attention, right? Like, you're like, wow, I did really good, and now all these people want to talk to me. But um, maybe it's a distraction during the competition. Oh, I like, think I think Vellner uses it in a good way. You know, like, in between day one and two at Wadapalooza, he's just sitting at a restaurant eating, talking to us. But I feel like he uses it for, um, like, meditation or therapy. Yeah, I don't think it's, like – it doesn't have to be distraction. Like it's kind of a good way to reflect, like, cause people ask you questions, right. They'll ask you like deep questions that you have to think about or like insightful questions. And so it's like a way of maybe processing the information. Yeah. So you think you'll keep doing that? Yeah. I don't see why not. As okay. long as it's like, not like annoying, like time wise, like if I need to go like eat or something or like chill. Right, 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 right. Or, or, but, 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 pee. You'll take the interviewer in the room. Chill or eat. You need your own time. Peeing. You will take the interview in the room. Yep, yep. That's me. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. Uh, I, I, I in the, earlier in the podcast, I said Jake is crazy. Proud of you. I don't remember where he contacted me, but he basically, I don't know if it was through DMs or I, I guess it would have had to have been through DMs. But he basically said, yo, that's my wife, uh, Alex Gazan. You know, like he was like, like in a sweet way. Like it was really cool. Like, I guess I had said something about you somewhere. I posted something about you. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. It reminded me of like how I feel about my kids. Yeah, that's my kids. Oh, I love that. Uh, your dad was a gym rat. We talked about that. Your husband's. Uh, oh, all of these things that we talked about, about you, that have happened in your past. Do you think that it's given you? A pathology. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna read the definition of this word to you. Pathology. Um. Uh. uh pathological features. Um. A, a, a typical behavior of disease. Like. Uh, uh, path, these are. These aren't good. Um. Definitions. This isn't exactly how I'm in it. Do you think that you have an issue and that this thing sits underneath it and burns for you and that's what fuels your desire? Um, like maybe it could be you're running away from this thing or it could be that you have a chip on your shoulder, but like you talk to these people, I interviewed Jason Kalipa and I'm like, Hey, did what, what happened to you when you were younger? That's driving you. And he fucking had this pretty crazy story about, uh, at his high school graduation, the principal alluded to the fact in front of his whole graduating class that he's an idiot. And hey. he's like, fuck you. I'll show you. Or Rich Froning had two of his fucking closest, you know, um, uh, relatives and friends growing up die. His two cousins die. I think in one, maybe both in car accidents. Wow. And so like, and you know, and, and, and Matt's a recovering alcoholic from when he's 17 years old and he's got the serenity prayer on his arm. Yeah. Um, it almost feels like you can't, like if you grew up in a cookie cutter world, you're fucked. Like uh, you, you have guess, to, you need, you need a good fucking curb stomping, kicking the balls to be a great person. I don't know if that's true. All right. I mean, I've met people that like seem to come from good families that are like good hearted, like Matt's one. Like, not good hearted, not good hearted. I'm talking about becoming the best. Well, yeah. yeah Being so great. I'll use, I'll use Matt as an example. Like I okay. met his parents. His parents are lovely. And like, right. unless there's some deep, dark secrets that like, I don't know. It's there's not- something in there with the Lugos. Maybe not a certain, maybe there's something in there. But what I'm saying though is like, he's an example of like maybe coming from a more like, uh, well-rounded household. I don't know. And yeah. uh, like, well, that he means also- he won't be great. That means he won't be great. 
that's not true. And then there's more. I I know more. Um, I have some friends who like have came from back home in Oregon that like have good like households, and I think they'll do great things. Okay. I mean, I think I think adversity does create like a sense of like not urgency. That's the wrong word, but like you almost want to prove to yourself you can do something like beyond what you came from. But I don't think it's like you have to have something bad happen to you. It just helps. <laughs> yeah. Ma- Ma- Marilyn and Bob came over to pray for your mom. Oh, oh it sounds like sounds like yeah. a children's book. <laughs> yeah. And through their example, you wanted to share some of their habits in order to um when you see someone who has certain habits, you're like, okay. I'll pick up those habits too, because I see what the outcome is. And you yeah. believe that the something you see in them um, comes from their habits of uh, being devout Christians. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. Have you had an experience? Uh, have you, have you had one, a spiritual experience? That's the most profound spiritual experience you've had. Like, like mm-hmm. you're like, Oh God, I need to find a book of matches right now. And then a book of you reach into your pocket and there's a book of matches. That's a good question. I have, that's the first time you've said that to me. And I really, um, uh, in your other interviews, um, you, that's a common response you've had, but that's the first time in this show where two hours and four minutes in, we can pretty much wrap it up now. Thank you for coming on the show. Alex. <laughs> um, that's a good question in the sense of like, I feel like I have a couple of different answers. Like one wasn't like a, wow, like that just happened moment, but it's one that I've like reflected on lately. Um, and it's with my childhood because people will be like, wow, how did you turn out normal? And like the only answer that I can give is like, I feel like God protected me through that. Like, because I know so many people that went through the same thing or went through other hard things and they felt the need to like play victim and they felt the need to miss school or they felt the need to like feel sorry for themselves and not get their homework done or not go to work. And I never felt that like, yes, I felt really shitty and like, I felt sad and like I was tired or whatever, but like there was always like this prompt, like a prompt in me, like, Hey Alex, like you need to like be a good person. Like, I don't care if you're upset, like be nice or like do your homework, go to lacrosse. Like I like, like I said, like, I can't lie. I, I feel very morally convicted all the time. And like, I feel lucky about that. Like, that's like, I don't think everyone has that. And I feel like that's not necessarily always something you're like in control of. Um, so that's one answer. Like, that's not like a aha moment. Um, and then like, of course, like little things, like just the way stars align, like the fact that my school teacher gave me that phone number on that day. Like, what if I didn't go to school that day? Um, You would have never met Jake either. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like I met Jake through CrossFit. Um, Like my whole life has kind of changed from that moment. And then like at the same, I met Marilyn and Bob at that same time that I started CrossFit. Like all of these things happened at that time. Um. But, like, as far as, like, a maybe, like, an answered prayer, um, I've, I've had a lot of prayers, like, I'll use my parents as an example, 
Um, there's been a lot of times where like they should have been in jail. Like, uh, for example, like my dad had, had like a ton of DUIs and like he should have went to jail for like one of these. And I remember like praying and just like, like, God, please, like how, like, how does he get out of this? And like a couple days later, like his lawyer, um, found some sort of like loophole and like the charges for that particular DUI were just like dropped. And it was like, whoa, like that's crazy. Um, I mean, there's been like lots of little things like that. Like I feel like I've had many prayers answered. Um, maybe not right away, but like looking back, like definitely. There's this, there's this cartoon. I was just looking for it. I can't find it. And it's, and it's a guy saying, it's a guy walking in the sand. I'm not going to do it justice. I apologize. It's a guy walking in the sand. Mm-hmm. And there's only one set of footprints. Mm-hmm. And he says something like, um, God, God, I wish you were with me. Mm-hmm. And then in the next picture, you basically see that it's like, it's not his footprints in the sand. It's God carrying him or Jesus carrying him. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and like the first one, you're like, yeah, where's the second set of footprints for the help? Yeah. It, it's a really cool, powerful. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool, powerful image. There was this thing that Greg used to say. I wish I could remember um, exactly how he said it, but he used to say, if you start doing CrossFit, um, you're either going to switch jobs or you're going to get a raise at your job. And if you start CrossFit, you're either going to, your relationship's going to get better or you're going to get out of it. And there was a third thing he would say, mm-hmm. but there is, there is something um, with this group of people. Um, and, and I, it's funny cause I used to try to talk to um, Greg and Lauren about this, about how there is a through, through oxygen deprivation enforced oxygen deprivation uh, you go through uh, a spiritual practice because every time you go through oxygen deprivation, your mind comes to a, a, a standstill. It's, it's a, it's a forced meditation. So you can't have problems and be doing a hundred burpees, no matter what, it doesn't matter what happened. If you do a hundred burpees as fast as you can, those problems will subside for a second Yeah, because you will, you will start to be concerned about your own existence through your own, through your own breathing. Yeah. So through this constant people pushing themselves, there's a spiritual evolution that's happening to us as a group, whether you like it or not, you're being forced to pass through a, a, a moment of stillness where I believe God exists. Yeah, I love that. So, so I, I do, I do think that that it, 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 it's a powerful mechanism when you have a lot of people who are on the path together. It's a very, very powerful. Uh, I, 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 I think two candles burn brighter than one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. Anyways, and, and it's really cool, and 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 um, and I think through I think through sports and movement, and 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 your ability to reflect on that, like you're you're kind of living proof of that. Thank you. And and I think as you get older, that will be revealed to you why you didn't feel sorry for yourself, and you'll be able to share that with the world, and and so many kids will benefit from that. You know. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh well, two hours and ten minutes. You were wonderful. Wow, that went really fast. <laughs> One bathroom break. Um, what's next for you? You 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 get your shit together, and, and when do you go to Madison? 
Do you, know? uh, Do you have your tickets yet? Yeah, I think I leave the 30th. 30th of July. Mm-hmm. Oh, Very shit. Soon. And when are the games? The 3rd. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay, so it happens fast. And they haven't even done the last chance qualifier yet. No, that's next week. So Kay Best or Christine Best. Um, How glad the- are you you don't have to do that shit? Very cool. I just think like the the up from Granite Games and then the down and the up and the down and the up and the down. Like for the athletes that make it from the last chance qualifier, like that's a lot. They're just asking a lot of their adrenal system. Um, I'm glad you said that. I always wanted to say something smart like that. Yeah, it just seems too much. Yeah, it's. But I mean, nonetheless, like I think as athletes, like people will be able to adapt. Um, yeah, Christine Best is coming down, so her and Matt will do the um, qualifier next weekend. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited to like cheer them on. Why not go to Madison a little bit earlier? Why not like so? So why go on July 30th if the if the game start on third? Why not go on? Is it better just to stay at home and keep training at home in your own environment? Like I would feel anxious and want to go there like 10 days early and really get acclimated. Expensive. Right. Okay. I forgot about the money. Yeah. When you're rich like me, you don't think about shit like that. Sorry. All right. Uh, Yeah. I'm not rich yet. Yeah. You will be. You will be. It's so fun. So fun. Then you get to be poor again. Okay. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, Unfortunately for you, I have your phone number and I'll be bugging you. Um, love it. Yeah. Uh, I never take offense when people don't reply to me. So if um, that does work with me and it won't mean that I won't keep bugging you. So, okay. All right, girl. Thank you so much. Yeah. Everyone. The great Alex Kazan. Thanks for sharing your story. Until the, until the games. Do I click leave or do you No, watch? I'm going to push this button. I just kick you from the studio. Bye. And she's gone. Doesn't she need to go early to get used to the E. Coli in the water? Dang. Ruthless. Another awesome podcast. How do you pronounce your name? Eric Utley? Utley? Justin, I saw somewhere in there that you're nine years sober, by the way. Congratulations. I wanted to say congratulations to, for, to you for that. Uh, oh, no. Jungle List Drums. This guy. Congratulations. <clears throat> what do you guys think? Good show, huh? Hey, tomorrow I have Dale Saran on this one. That's going to be a, just an incredible podcast. I'm telling you, I had him on the CrossFit podcast. It's a blast. He may be one of the smartest human beings I have ever met. You got some Ashkenazi Jew in him. Uh, he was general counsel for CrossFit. If you don't know what that is, look up the word general counsel. And he was also the lead, etern- lead etern- attorney on a lawsuit against the United States government when they were experimenting with the anthrax vaccine on the soldiers. And he also has another massive class action lawsuit going now against the United States in regards to the COVID vaccine. He's got last I heard over 500 soldiers on board. Um, it is going to be a fun podcast. I have no idea actually what we're going to talk about. It's going to be all over the place. He's so fun. He's done it all. This guy, uh, I, I want to say probably 400 pound back, back squat, maybe 500 pound. He's probably the same height as me. Um, he did that thing where you dress up as knights and you beat the shit out of each other with real axes and real clubs. Uh, he's a high level jujitsu practitioner. Uh, he is a cool, cool, cool dude. He's a father of three, four daughters. Um, the CEO shirt, you will, you can go to vindicate. Uh, let me see if I can find that. Let me see if I can find that. V N D K eight. 
Is that Vindicate Sell on Podcast? And you can also go to our website. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, you should really sign up for our newsletter. It's fun. It's not like it, it's fun. It, I mean, it's just it's just like the show. It's just wisdom and crassness. Oh, we have no plan B shirts coming out. I'm super stoked. We have these American CEO shirts coming out, which I'm super stoked. I want to apologize uh, very briefly. Let's t- take a page out of the Dave Castro book. I want to apologize for just the fucking enormous amount of shit talking I've done to your um, European countries and Canada and Australia. You have to understand, I understand that the United States is fucking a mess too. I'm just spewing venom everywhere and I apologize, but I just get a little, I get a little irk sometimes when, um, you know, some, someone from Denmark's talking about gun laws when you, when you live in a tiny, tiny little country. So I just start spewing venom all over Europe and I apologize. I'm not trying to alienate you or be condescending. Uh, so you can order these shirts. This is on um, uh, you can order these shirts from Vindicate. We have two different people providing shirts. Vndk8.com and I uh, uh and, and don't order the Hiller shirts. Skip over the Hiller collection, which is also on here. Oh man, those are nice. Oh, don't show his. Uh, and then uh, or you could go to the sevonpodcast.com. Is that is that my website? The Sevon podcast.com and uh and there's merchandise on here somewhere shop and these are really nice shirts too oh there's a purple one now uh oh and there's girls shirts holy shit okay okay i i think i i think we need a ceo tank top I was chatting with uh, Talena Fortunato, and I think she suggested that. Maybe I'll talk to Marcus about that. Uh, this shirt's crazy. This women's muscle tank, man, it looks amazing on my wife. And people, women love that. Anyway, okay. Hope that answers your question. Um, what else? Stop screen share. Crop tops. I might need no, not no crop tops. Oh man. Someone in my comments lit up. I, I posted uh, Bruce Wayne in a crop top. So many people wanted me to uh, attack Mr. Wayne for his attire, which I refused to do. Okay, guys, I will see you tomorrow. Uh, I, soon. Glassman is coming on soon. I think soon. I mean, I thought it would be January 1st, and now it's June 23rd. But I, but I, I, suspect, at, um, I suspect it'll be sooner than later. Hey, I'm one shave away from being that young Sevon again. All right, guys. Time to go play with the kids. I will talk to you guys later. Peace.